Hi, I'm Elizabeth Benoist, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. I think the CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? It's becoming a human burrito, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, Oh, no. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luthor, boardroom or ballroom. She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired with our special guest, Anna, to discuss and review the Supergirl Season 6 episode titled Mixie in the Middle. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, Anna. We are so excited to have you. And I know uh, people in the chat and our listeners are going to be so Uh, pumped to have you as well because everybody's such a big fan of your snap judgments so thank you for being on the podcast with us and talking about supergirl i'm excited to be here (laughs) well we are excited to have you and uh since uh you're a first time guest on supergirl radio one of the things that we like to ask people is uh how they met the character of supergirl so do you remember the first time you ever uh heard that there was a supergirl character uh, yeah, so when I was younger, I didn't know much about superheroes, but I do remember in elementary school, my first introduction to Superman was actually there was a, a classmate of mine. He always wore a Superman sweatshirt with the logo, and I remember the logo on his shirt, and this particular classmate would like to um, chase all the girls at recess and like you know throw things at them. So when we would see him and his logo, we were like, oh, danger. Like, so when I was younger, I used to <laughs> associate like the symbol with like a villain. I didn't, I, for the longest time, didn't think Superman was a hero. I thought it was a villain because, you know, that association with that, you know, that classmate. That classmate was like bizarro Superman to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the dark Superman. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, well, and, yeah, well, I'm, then, I'm glad that seems to have turned around for you, though. Yeah, it wasn't until later on when I was a fan of Grey's Anatomy and uh, Kylie Lee went to Supergirl. I, you know, decided to watch it for her, and I was like, oh, Supergirl's actually good. I actually, I like Supergirl. But sometimes when I still see that symbol, sometimes that, you know, there's that fear that goes through me, like I'm going to get chased again. <laughs> <laughs> well, ho- hopefully, hopefully, and watching enough Supergirl uh, will will start to help with that a little bit. That's actually interesting, uh, the Grey's Anatomy connection. You're the second person in uh, like two months who's told me they started watching Supergirl because of Kyler Lee. So that is really, really interesting. Uh, very cool. Well, uh, thank you for sharing your story, Anna. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get some more of your Supergirl thoughts in a minute. Uh, but before we do that, we need to catch up on the news. So we had another wedding. That's the news. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm not saying that the Supergirl writers are like trying to show me up, but like. 
calm down, calm down. <laughs> the, the wedding of the season was mine, Jessica Queller. Uh, <laughs> Supergirl. But also congratulations, obviously. Uh, Supergirl showrunner Jessica Queller recently married uh, Bill Prady. Or Prady? I don't know. Um, who may be familiar to fans of the Big Bang Theory because he was co-creator of the series. So we want to say congratulations in not a, a, a you know, a jealous way at all. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not a like stealing my spotlight way at all to, uh, to Jessica Queller and Bill Brady. Uh, I think they got married at the like the New York Public Library or something like that, which yeah, is I a did. pretty cool. Uh, it's a pretty cool venue. I can't throw any shade on that having looked at approximately 20,000 venues myself that's a good one that's yeah I did see I did see some books in uh one of the pictures uh, or like something that looked like a library so I sort of surmised that too but it's good to have like confirmation that's probably where it was that makes sense um, it's a cool venue. It's you, you're always surrounded by books. So if the wedding gets a little bit boring, you've got <laughs> stuff to do. <laughs> you got a, you got a backup plan. Uh, Morgan, do you want to tell people about some Supergirl connections to the wedding in there? Oh, sure. Yeah. So there, I was like, I wonder if some people from Supergirl came. And yes, of course they did. Um, we, uh, Betty Buckley was at the wedding, and she played Sam's mother in season three, I think. Yes. Um, and she also played also, the uh, the owl in Nia's dream realm. No way. Yeah. <laughs> she was Broadway legend Betty Buckley was an owl telling her, <laughs> don't do it. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great, great use of her talents. And, uh, <laughs> and um, maybe more important to me personally is that Pencil Skirt was there. Pencil Skirt. <laughs> <laughs> who has a name but for will be forever to me pencil skirt <laughs> yeah i mean she's pencil skirt uh so there might have been more supergirl cast members and crew members there we just we only have the photo evidence of the two that i could find anyway uh, i so- wish that i wish that katie mcgraw had been there because like there would have been no photos of her she would have just been in a quarter reading like <laughs> not party oh my god that's so funny <laughs> paula said the same thing she said got got a tire to the chair so she doesn't wander off <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Katie McGraw would have devoured those books if she had been in that library. So that's really funny. Well, congratulations to Jessica and Bill. I'm on a first name basis with them. I'm just oh, gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to assume like they're cool with me uh, saying Jessica and Bill. Um, so that's awesome. Well, uh, I'm glad we had another wedding. Uh, you know, to talk about on, on Super <laughs> Not uh, stealing my thunder at all. <laughs> not, at, not at all. All right. Well, that's uh, really the only news that we have this week. So I guess let's go ahead and start talking about the episode uh, titled Mixie in the Middle that aired this week. Uh, this was episode uh, season six, episode 11. And here is the official description. Uh, it reads, quote, Supergirl and team must stop Nixley from vanquishing a familiar face from Supergirl's past. Mr. Mix says Pitalik. And I'm saying Mix says Pitalik because that seems to be the pronunciation that the show goes with. Uh, the official pronunciation is Mix Giz Pitalik. That's what um, uh, Bill Meeks or, uh, told me. Uh, there's various ways to pronounce it. I, I used to say Mix Yes Pitalik, but it sounds like the official name is Mix Yes Pitalik. Uh, but the show says Mix as Pitalik. So I'm going to go with that. Or you could just call it Mixie. That's fine that too. I, That's- usually, I usually just go with pronouncing it wrong. And, uh, <laughs> then, then I always know I'm okay. <laughs> That's fine too. Uh, pronounce it in the, in the, in the Morgan 
uh, pronunciation. The exactly. Exactly. That yeah, that's <laughs> totally fine. So Mr. Mixie Ezpitlick, guest star Thomas Lennon, uh, is coming back from Supergirl's past. Mixie returns and explains Nixley's dark history to the super team in the best way he knows how, in song form. Meanwhile, Lena visits her mother's birthplace in Ireland, which, oh, no, that's wait, not right. Wait, that's not that. Wait, not right. wait what, what, was our, what was our what was our description writer's name? Veronica? Uh, Veronica. 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 Listen, Veronica, <laughs> it's been a long time on this show for her. And it's like, <laughs> it's six years in. And listen, we're not getting her best work anymore. She's tired. <laughs> She's thinking about the next gig. She's like, everyone's got the accents. It's Ireland. <laughs> So I guess they did, uh, maybe maybe they changed it, uh, but this is the one I pulled from Supergirl.tv. Uh, so I guess we I guess we could correct it for Veronica to, uh, to say Lena visits her mother's birthplace in Newfoundland, eager to dig AKA into Ireland, <laughs> eager to dig into her past, but is shocked by the small town's icy receptions to a reception towards her. Un- quote oh so this mm. this was actually a pretty jam-packed episode full, full of story from all kinds of angles um so Anna, i'm curious to hear uh what your thoughts are about mixie so uh we got to see mixie in season two and in season five and now he's come back in season six so what did you think about uh mixie's return here in this episode and uh going up against another imp named mix uh nixley i mean i want to say mixie and nixie but it's mixie and nixley different names yeah the extra extra l's confusing (laughs) (laughs) so anna what did you think about mixie in this episode i thought he was interesting when he the cliffhanger at the end i was like very intrigued like i think you guys were talking about last time and then when i found out they had history together and there was a betrayal i was like yes um more betrayal is more interesting uh (laughs) (laughs) i sometimes forget that he's the same one from when Monel was on the show, because I think it was a different actor. It was. And he was a bit more rude. I think you should get Cara to marry him. Right. Uh, so he seems a little bit nicer. So at first I liked him, and then I found out he betrayed her, and um, against the patriarchy, apparently that was the more, like, what they were telling us is bad this episode is the patriarchy. So um made me dislike him a little bit, but it's okay. He's sitting in that crystal ball, like, thinking about what he did. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, on so you're on Nixley's side in this. Of course, 100%. Oh, oh, interesting. Interesting. I I do like Nixley. I I don't know if I'm uh, on her side to like control the world, which seems like is her big plan uh, to to master everything in the universes, the multiple, uh, uh, multiple and plural universes. Uh, But uh, she is very fun. So I can understand why you would be on Nixley's side. So, uh, Morgan, what did you think about uh, the return of Mix as Pitalik in this episode? I was uh, I was really excited at the return of uh, of Mixie. He's always a a fun character. I'm sorry I was a little distracted. There was what sounded like horror movie music happening in the background, but I looked around and I saw nothing. And it turned out that the TV just went idle and started like playing a Netflix promo. And I guess it was for something spooky. And so I was like, I so I was texting Mike, going like, "Whatever you're watching, it's too loud." He's like, "I'm not watching anything." I was like, "There's a there's it's a." <laughs> so sorry i was like okay well this might you might catch my ghost murder live on on camera um and (laughs) no i i loved i liked mixie being back i think he's such a fun character whenever he shows up and i like the um that they brought him back because obviously nixley is from 
a, a fifth dimensional imp and so is he. And so they have uh, the idea of them having this like past where they were friends with each other. And then he betrayed her. I thought was really, was really interesting. It was juicy. Like the, the, I, the thing I like most about Nixley is that like her, like you, yes, she's, she's not a great person. She's not a great <laughs> person. Okay. But <laughs> You can kind of understand where she's coming from. Like, I kind of, like, even Carr is like, yeah, no, that, that stinks. Like, what happened to you? Like, I'm, do we have to kill? Do we have to send Nixley to the Phantom Zone? Like, it seems like she's just misunderstood. And it's like, is she? She's trying to kill, like, a lot of people, probably. Uh, and, like, you know, uh, <laughs> gathering up her her Rubik's Cube to... Uh, <laughs> Gotta catch them all or whatever. Uh, I, by the way, I have a lot of questions about that. It, like whenever we want to get to that. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we can get to it anytime. I have lots of thoughts about the totems. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I, I think that the giving her kind of like a conflicted backstory where she's been wronged is, is, a, is an interesting way be, to bring like this character in and kind of make you feel for them even when you're like, oh, yeah, she's pretty evil, uh, which I like that. I like that there's layers to her character. She's really hung up on betrayal. She mentions it all the time. She has she, been betrayed so much. She, well, that's true. She actually has. Uh, part of uh, I, I shouldn't say part of me. All of me, uh, uh, you know, has has an issue with her saying, you know, talking about her betrayal all the time. But when I thought about it in this episode, I was like, oh, she's had to think about this for 300 years. That's probably something that would continually eat at you and eat at you and eat at you. Uh, and especially since uh, Mixie uh, seemed to be on her side at one point and then he testified against her at their at their trial, which is so some, cool, which is something that happens in the fifth dimension uh, that happens on Ooh. Superman, the animated series where we we see judges uh, judging Mixie as Pitalik. So uh, that uh, is part of uh, fifth dimensional cultures that they do have a legal system, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so we, we should ask the uh, legal consultants about the fifth dimension and uh their laws. If I feel don't. like Nixley would definitely be one of those people who was like, no, 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 I'll defend myself. Like, no, <laughs> girl, no. You need counsel. You no. Like Lex. <laughs> like, uh, move out of the way. I'm going to monologue. Like, no, that's not going to, now you seem crazier. <laughs> I didn't think you were crazy before, but now you're definitely crazy. But now we're a little worried. Now we're a little worried. <laughs> Nixley's like, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I've got this. <laughs> so, since, uh, Morgan, you mentioned the toad Totems. Um, uh, Anna, do you have any thoughts about the totems and how how that's going to play out on the season? Do you do you think they're you know just going to be going around looking for totems? I, I wonder about that. She mentioned something about the courage totem allowing her to control fear, so it seems to be like opposite of what the totem is as well. And mm. when she was so they were listing off the totems at one point, and one of them that caught my attention was the love totem. And if you can control the opposite, maybe you can stop people from you know caring about each other. That could have some interesting mm. implications if they decide to devote an episode to that. But I wonder if they're going to get all of them, because they listed off a lot of totems, and I'm not sure <laughs> how many episodes are left. <laughs> It doesn't so, seem like there's enough for all those totems, but what do I know? Like, eventually, maybe they put them all together into, like, uh, one super totem, like they, uh, <laughs> like Power Rangers. <laughs> so uh, I'll list the totems, and we can have a conversation about the totems if you would like. Okay, so the totems uh, are as follows. So the I, I guess to give people some context, if they haven't, 
uh, watch the episode, but you should watch the episode and then listen to us. Or you could just not watch the episode and just listen to this. Uh, that's totally fine, too. Uh, but so the the totems are... Uh, I, I assume these totems are the scattered pieces throughout the known universe after um, blowing up what's called the Allstone. I tried to look up the Allstone <laughs> in DC Comics, uh, but uh, there's I, I could not find a DC Comics Allstone. So mm. I think this might be a new concept Going in the DC the universe. Yeah, so <laughs> so this uh, seems to be uh, new for the universe. So here are the, uh, the the official. This is the official list of the totems: Truth, Destiny. Love, dreams, hope, humanity, and courage. Mm. So uh, a couple of those stuck out to me right away. So obviously hope. Uh, uh, yeah. So and, so, then, and then dreams. So I'm huh? thinking that the totems are somehow associated with characters on the show. Oh, no, Rebecca, that's crazy. <laughs> You're talking crazy talk. I, I just kept, so when they were started talking about the totems, I was like, Okay, so we're just we're just stealing Legends of Tomorrow's thing, which is just to um, come up with a, a useless what we call on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast a Rubik's cube. Basically, it's just a bunch of pieces of nothing that they have to go <laughs> that they have to go spend the entire season collecting like their Pokemon. Um, but uh, these totem and there were even totems on Legends of Tomorrow. Like a whole season was about totems. Mm. Um, but I digress. Uh, but the, <laughs> the totems really confused me. Because they aligned so nearly with the paragons in crisis. And so I was like, wait, it, they, yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, Electra uh, <laughs> WWF says something similar. The totems sound like a mix of the totems and legends of tomorrow and the paragons in crisis on infinite earth. So it just made me think, like, is this another, uh, is this another, like, post-crisis thing where post-crisis the paragons have become like little tchotchkes scattered around the world or something <laughs> like what what happened like is that were we supposed to like gather that connection or can the supergirl writers only think of like six adjectives so here's my thing so i wanted to pick y'all's brain about this because obviously if they're connected to characters which is my speculation uh i could be totally wrong but but hope is obviously kara Dreams, I, I would think, would obviously be Mia. Wouldn't but, it be a twist if it was somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> but dreams are my thing. Um, so I, I was kind of guessing at the other ones, trying to figure out which character would go. So we got Truth. Truth. I don't know who would be Would that mean maybe the Martian, maybe Martian Manhunter? Because he, sometimes when they remember, he can like, you know, he can oh, do. Oh, he, he can find the truth through his. He can find uh, his, the truth. His mind powers. Yeah. I also thought maybe Andrea, since she works at a news organization. Does um, she? Does she? <laughs> I don't know. Um, also, it could be Lena, who, you know, found out some truth. Uh, last uh, is, season is one, is one of the totems just like random witchcraft <laughs> that's hers <laughs> that's definitely hers uh there's also destiny which i thought maybe could be lena as well you know finding mm. out that you have a destiny that you didn't know about uh but i don't know who else would be there uh let's see love uh that could be several characters uh could be kelly could be alex uh it could be jean if Makan ever shows back up uh, so it could, it could be several. It could be Brainy. Um, uh, let's see. We have Humanity, which uh, could, I guess, be either Kelly or Alex. Uh, I don't know who else would be there. And then Courage. 
uh, it could be any of them, I guess. So they're not brave. <laughs> so I think uh, I think we could maybe associate those with different characters, but I don't know if that's really how they're going to go. Uh, we'll have more of this in the feedback section, a, a different theory about how these connect. So we can hold off until, until then uh, when we get there. I was but just it, so thrown off by them being so close to the paragons in the in the crisis. Like if it's not if it's not related to crisis, why use almost the exact same titles? Yeah, there was a Paragon of Courage. There was a Paragon of Hope. Wasn't Destiny there? was, I think, Sarah Lance. And then uh, there was a Paragon of Courage. Uh, I think Batwoman was Courage. Yeah. W- was was Car the Paragon of Hope? I feel like that was... Yeah, Car was yeah. Hope. I think Sarah Lance there, was Destiny, right? And there was a Truth. Because it, it, initi- it was initially uh, Kingdom Come, Brandon Routh, and then Lex Luthor took over. Uh, so it could... And there was Humanity. Because uh, Ryan Choi was humanity. Yes. See what I mean? <laughs> I think the only one that's not Crisis on Infinite Earths was uh, Dreams. Dreams. And they just they just threw that one in for Dreamer. <laughs> so it, they, no. it, is, it is related to the Paragon. <laughs> so, but it's just like after they said all, after he said all of the different totems, I was going, waiting for somebody to say, oh, like the Paragons. And no one said it. And I was like, am I not supposed to be making this connection? Because I finally remembered a thing that happened on this show. And you're telling me it doesn't matter? And they can't say they don't remember Crisis. Because when after Crisis happened, they all talked about it. So yes. we know Crisis <laughs> happened. Uh, it's not one of those post-Crisis things that they uh, just change. We know that they... Oh, Donna says in the comments that Barry was love. So there was a love, too. Yes, there was a love. Yeah, I think they're all there except for Dreams. Yeah, apparently Dreams was instead of Honor. That's what the chat is telling us. And John was Honor in the... But I just don't... So if it doesn't relate to Crisis, then they couldn't have just picked other words? I, yeah, I mean, I'm, like, I'm struggling. <laughs> it's it's now now that we've because I I made the connection that it was kind of like the Paragons because I remembered hope and courage, but now that we've gone through all of them and named all the characters that were associated with those, it is definitely ripping off the Paragons in Crisis. So now I don't know what to make of that. Uh, I I still think they're going to be associated with characters somehow because uh, <laughs> if you're going to rip off Crisis on Infinite Earths, you, well, you might as well go like all the crisis. way. <laughs> you might as well go all the way. Uh, so yeah, well I guess we'll see in future episodes, which I'm kind of hoping that this kind of continues on because that means Nixley will stay around, and that's that's really all I want for the rest of <laughs> Supergirls for Nixley to stay around. Uh, okay, I have a great question from the chat. Maybe, maybe uh, from, from a user named Not Sure. Not Sure. And yeah. I'm not sure either. So I just want to <laughs> just, just get it. Uh, not Sure says, could Nixley be in the Phantom Zone for 300 plus years if Kara's mom made it? Last time I checked, Kara's mom was not 300 plus years old. Oh boy. Yep. That is just about a stare. I don't did that's she the answer to that. The, like, did she make the Phantom Zone or did she make a prison in the Phantom Zone? Oh, maybe, maybe she made maybe that's maybe that's the <laughs> distinction. Maybe she was just like project manager on like the building with the storage units. Maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe she was the architect of the building with the storage unit. They're like, they're like, no, 
my mom we know this because my mom built this place not the phantom zone mind you <laughs> this specific building <laughs> It's got like a, a, a Allura Zorel, uh, like on a plaque outside one of the buildings. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think that's probably the best distinction that we can make if we had to guess. Leslie does point out that time passes differently in the Phantom Zone. That's very differently, though. That's, <laughs> it's quite different. <laughs> I've heard Allura's from... looking great for 300 plus she, years she, old. She and is. you know who's really looking great? Jason really? Bear. Jason Bear keeping it tight, 300 plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think if we had to guess, that's probably the distinction that makes the most sense. All right. So, um, but uh, so what do we think is going to happen with Mixie Anna? He's now uh, stuck in Nixley's uh, crystal ball, as it were. It's funny that there's a crystal ball in the same episode where Lena dis- uh, def- kind of learns that she is uh, partially maybe a witch. Uh, so, so, so Anna, what do you what do you think is going to happen with uh, with Mixie? Is is he going to get out of there? I wonder. I usually only watch the episodes once, and sometimes I have trouble following the show's logic. Why was she in the dream world? Why is he needed in the crystal? I think it had to do with the bloodline. He mentioned being the last descendant. So I think he's needed in there for her to find something. Uh, So either she's going to find everything and then she'll just release him to be nice or they'll save him. But I I wonder about it because I don't understand the logic behind it. So I'm a bit confused. (laughs) I th- I think he's powering it. I think she needed him yeah, to like power the battery. The yeah. <laughs> so he's her double A battery. <laughs> so Morgan, do, do you think he? What what is he? What is Mixie doing in that? <laughs> this is happening. Uh, I think it's got to be pretty boring in there. Although, <laughs> although if you have like a front row seat to whatever Nixley's doing, that's got to be a good time. And I hope that she like has a popcorn machine in there for him because <laughs> I mean, I mean, strap in. I wouldn't mind taking a little vacation and just kind of watching what Nixley's up to. Uh, I think that'd be, I think that'd be a fun time. Like, what is she doing here? <laughs> what is she going to do next? She's playing like, she's playing checkers and all kinds of <laughs> checkers and chess. Like, what is she doing? Um, yeah, I think that there, he's probably, if he's conscious, he's just kind of along for the ride, just watching it, seeing what's going on. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Poor, poor Mixie that he's stuck in that, in that crystal, crystal orb. Were you shocked either of you, uh, when they sort of, cause I, I, I guess I should, uh, confess my shock is that I thought the, uh, the ice cage from the previous episode was related to Maeve. And it turned out that no, Mixie was the one in that. So was did that seem to be like a, a twist to, to y'all? Yeah, I was surprised. Um, I see in the chat. So this, I actually needed this um, as well. So Paula says he's the only descendant of the imp who created the Allstone, the fifth dimensional imp who created the Allstone. So Nixley needs him to power the orb, which will lead her to the totems. I so- laughed so hard when they said <laughs> what the name of that imp was, Jared. <laughs> yeah, it's such a normal sounding name. <laughs> when, when the rest of them are like Burpix and uh, Mixias Pitalik, and uh, I tried so hard to listen to Thomas Lennon pronounce Nixley's full name, it's like Nixglavspitalins. I don't know. I have to. I need to keep practicing. It was intense. <laughs> he did. He did it so perfectly, though. So perfectly. Um, but yeah, so Jared didn't quite seem. <laughs> 
like an imp name. <laughs> I think they I think they ran out of creativity on those crazy names. Uh, it did make me feel uh, some some empathy and sympathy for the closed captioning people when I was watching the episode <laughs> later on closed captioning and seeing all those those uh, very complicated names with all the consonants. That must uh, have been brutal. It, I, Somebody was transcribing and crying at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing a great job. They deserve all the uh, praise for that. So uh, there is a, uh, a potential spelling of Jared in the chat. <laughs> J-R-D-X-P-L-X-K-J-I-S-B-H-S-I-D-K-Y. There's a Y at the end of that. So we're going to go there, with that. Yeah, that's it's definitely Jared's name. It's a silent Y, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're just going to assume that it's a more complicated name. Um, yeah, so Nixley is uh, still hanging out with her her buddy Mitch, so that's continuing on. Um, and uh, she, Nixley also, I guess this would be a good place to talk about uh, the things that Nixley was doing in this episode. So, Anna, what did you think about uh, the the Catzilla, as it were, uh, the giant cat? She created a dragon. Uh, so, what did you think about? Uh, 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 Nixley's magical powers that she showcased in this episode. I love them. I think the cat was the turning point when I went fully on her side. Um, I love <laughs> Ara. I love Alex. But the cat, you know, there's never a, a cat person can never be truly bad. If they have a cat, they're I'm on their side. Uh, I so agree. As, I agree. That's uh, they, she started bringing me around to her side too. I was like, isn't she a little misunderstood? Much like the garbage monster was. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure she's bad? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Morgan, what did you think about uh, the giant cat that came through and, and how they, they defeated the giant cat? Um, uh, this episode was was so unhinged. I can't even – I was trying to just – because Mike is, is really behind now. And so I was trying to explain to him, like, the things that happened in this episode. And I was like, well, there was a, a giant cat, and, and they sort of defeated it because Supergirl used her uh, heat vision as a laser, and then the cat went to play with it. And then there was also – there was a kryptonite dragon, um, sure. <laughs> and there was Katie McGraw in a wig that was definitely eating her face. That wig was – had – plans to just devour her whole uh and yes yeah oh god oh it hurts to look at it's like it's like it's like a like a solar eclipse you really shouldn't look directly at it <laughs> the wig is just so bad and then and then lena's a witch and um and, <laughs> sure and, Wait, uh, and when you uh, say it like that in a list it does seem a little ridiculous and mike was like and this was a good episode. And I was like, "Oh, it was great! It was great!" Uh, <laughs> it's a this episode truly was like, "How can I be the most?" And it like it hit every target. Uh, so I'm proud of it. Is what I am. I'm proud of this episode. No, the cat thing was was maybe one of my favorite like gags that Supergirl has ever done. Where it's like we're just gonna do something incredibly weird and like. People will watch it or they won't. Whatever. Last season, <laughs> and the uh, the giant cat. I mean, listen. If you had a giant cat that was like destroying a city, and you had the ability to make a giant laser pointer, that's gonna work. As a person who has cats, that's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, cats I do like a laser pointer. <laughs> when yeah, go Alex ahead. Shot some- Alex shot something at it and it caught it in its paws. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was like, Alex, geez, you like got out a weapon from your thing and like shot a cat. That's intense. <laughs> Alex is like cold blooded. She's like, all right, I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to shoot this giant cat. And everyone's like, Alex, no. Must <laughs> be a dog person. I think Alex likes dogs. I think I, you know what? I believe it now. I just like that the cat was like, not today. Swat. <laughs> it would have been great if the cat like just went up to a building and slowly made eye contact with all the super friends and slowly tipped it over. <laughs> what, what now? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> even as a giant cat, uh, it would be very cat-like. Now, this was not a new concept. I would love to, uh, uh, you know, grant mm. the writers in their creativity, but this is not new for Mixia's Pitalik uh, stories. If you watched or listened to our character spotlight on Mixia's Pitalik, uh, you would have remembered the Justice League action episode Captain Bamboozle when uh, a similar thing happened when Mixie created a large giant cat to fight the Justice League. And they did something similar where Batman had a bat laser and used it to uh, <laughs> play with the giant that's cat. So <laughs> I'm sorry, that's always going to be really funny. <laughs> so, th so this was uh, uh, it. It was a ripoff of Justice League action, but I actually appreciate that because it means that they have done their research and they've paid attention uh, to Mixie's character history, and uh, that's uh, one of my favorite versions of Mixie. Actually, it is the um, oh my gosh, Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, he does oh, the, yeah. the voice. Uh, he does the voice in Superman, the animated series and Justice League action. And I just he's like my my uh, my my Mixie. He's he's my preferred Mixie. So uh, <laughs> so I, I enjoy that episode. So if you've never watched it, Justice League action, Captain Bamboozle, you will see something similar with a giant cat. Ah. Um, so, yeah. So that was pretty fun. The, uh, the, the imps really got to show off in this episode. They really uh, got their their magical powers on, which I thought was really cool. I like when they get to do like really out like big comic booky things and they're like, you know what, this show's gonna be ridiculous sometimes and let's just go with it. Like I, I appreciate that more than when they're like, No, no, we gotta be serious. What like somebody open a paper. Somebody open a newspaper, <laughs> rip from the headlines. Let's rip it right from the headlines. Like I, I'd rather them rip it from the comic book source material and be like, okay, well now there's a kryptonite dragon and his breath is kryptonite fire. Like, <laughs> all right, sure, cool. Where does the kryptonite dragon come from? Does Krypton have dragons? Is it a dragon made of shards of Krypton? Am I thinking about this too much? Yeah, sure. <laughs> let's just let's. I'm I'm along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, I love it when the show leans into that kind of stuff. Uh, and there were a logical, uh, logical. There were a lot. <laughs> I should I should demean the show by saying there was logical much was logical. <laughs> uh, I meant to say a lot of magical things in this episode because uh, we also did uh, get uh, uh, we we got to go on a road trip with Lena Luther to Newfoundland to uh, discover her roots and her family history. Uh, so, Anna, what did you think about Lena Luther's story in this episode? Loved it. It was one of my favorite parts. I She showed up, and I think they played different music, and it just felt like a movie. And it did a little bit, yeah. I have so so many thoughts. I don't want to like, talk too much. but No, please, I, please. One, <laughs> one of my favorite parts was when she shows up at the end, and at first she, the innkeeper is very nice to her, and then she says Mother's name. And I love how the innkeeper tells Lena her room has been double booked without even pretending to look at the computer. She, <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, it's double booked. And yeah, I just laugh so much. Or, you know, because that's what Canadians are known for, being mean. 
So <laughs> this is the only aisle in Canada where everybody is very mean. It's uh, it's uh, it's because they're all Irish. So you know they're just they're a little mad. You know, <laughs> it is true that there is a, a a big Irish population in Newfoundland. Newfoundland. So, so that is pretty accurate. It's funny because I was watching the episode last night and I was like, all right, like I'm. This is ridiculous. Like, clearly they wanted it to be Ireland. And for some reason, they decided it was going to be Canada. But now everybody is Irish in Canada. And so I, I like, paused it and did some Google searching. And it was, like, my Google search was, like, Newfoundland, Ira. Irish question mark and uh, <laughs> and then I got like a bunch of articles that were like travel like it the new like don't call it Canada call it Ireland and I was like oh my god was this accurate <laughs> and so I, I I feel like I have to like preemptively apologize for like I was going to dunk on the show but it turns out that there is a very high uh, Irish population in Newfoundland so who knows? <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, according to Electra WWF, Newfoundland is super Irish. Uh, so that is good to know. So, uh, Morgan, what are your thoughts on uh, Lena Luther really discovering where she's come from? Well, I mean, I was a little disappointed, I'll be honest, when it, like going back east wasn't going to like the east coast and we didn't get the 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 gritty mayor of east town no no delco accent no nobody asked her if she wanted water ice nobody nobody took her to wawa uh to (laughs) to get a thanksgiving sandwich uh so i was a little disappointed there but i did like uh, anna's right like all the Lena scenes, it was like we were in some sort of like, I don't know, like some drama, some drama that where <laughs> somebody's going back home to discover her mother. But like everybody is like super mean to her for no apparent reason. But nobody, nobody wants to tell her anything that happened. She's like, I don't really know my mother. Could you like tell me like she died when I was young? Could you tell me why she's a bad person they're like no and then they cough witch and then like well that's a that's a giveaway i think <laughs> but uh no and i also my other favorite is that she calls uh andre rojas um who i guess gave her the cat code jet like lena couldn't just fly first class like is I, lena I, poor now i think lena's poor now i think after no, the, she's not <laughs> i think after the legs trial she became poor you know what she could do? She could sell like three outfits and she wouldn't be poor anymore. <laughs> you know that everything she wears is like every item of clothing is a thousand dollars. It's like, uh, like, oh, this button, this button's five grand. <laughs> Doesn't she My- have shoes that have like daggers in them? So I, I believe feel, so. I feel, yeah, I feel like that that would go for a pretty high dollar. <laughs> I I wondered why she didn't have car fired there because car went to I think. France in that episode where she got Lena lunch from all of her favorite places. She like went to Europe so she can go to like Newfoundland. Newfoundland, but yeah. I think she should have you know car flyer there. But I guess she had luggage. Yeah, if I was <laughs> if I was best friends with Supergirl, I'd be like, hey, can you just can you just fly me real quick? I just like, I don't have the money for it. Can you just fly me over there? And and Car like knows that she's on this like walkabout to find out more about her mother, <laughs> and like is instead like, no, no, Lena, go fly coach. Like, listen, <laughs> listen. If there was ever a reason to do another supervillain turn, that would be it. Like, I'm like, no, I've now experienced first class, and if like if the people were like, no, I'm sorry, you can't sit here. Like, you have 
to go back to coach. I'm like, I'm that's prob this is probably my villain origin story. <laughs> <laughs> next to next to like three man spreaders, and you're like, please, I just want an inch. Um, but like, yeah, no, it's really it's it's crazy that she couldn't just be like, hey, car, could you like give me a ride? And like, the car could be there and back in a couple of minutes. Yeah, I don't think that'd be a problem. Even if it was, uh, even if she had luggage, she could fly Lena over. Lena could get you know start doing what she's doing. Car could fly back, get the luggage, bring it back over, be finished. Yeah, and uh, like it would, ex it could explain why she ends up in Newfoundland instead of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Car's like, oh my bad, oops, <laughs> took you to the You're wrong like, place. Oh, well. Um, but my favorite thing is like when she's talking to Andrea and she's like, um, I found uh, your mom's other friend, the one who's alive and, and doesn't hate you. And here, I'm going to give you the coordinates. And the coordinates is just a tree trunk in the woods. <laughs> what? No one thought that was weird. When you pull up Google Maps, right, and you're, lo you're looking at your destination and it's just it, and it the pin goes. You zoom in, and the pin is on a tree trunk in the woods. You don't think that's gotta be wrong? <laughs> she still went anyway. I literally rewound because I was like, "Wait, none of this makes sense. What's happening? Wait, what's happening?" <laughs> um, yeah, my favorite thing about Andrea when she had that phone call with Lena, she told Lena, "You are your mother's spitting image." <laughs> and <then> <laughs> I, I, that's the first of many times that I lost it in that episode. Because <laughs> her mom is just Katie McGraw in a really bad wig. Like, that, I can't even express, like, if you didn't see the episode, if you haven't seen the episode yet, I cannot even express what this wig is. Like, what this wig is about, what this wig is doing. The wig is, like, it's not even on her head. That's, I think, the more important thing. It's like, it's like precariously perched. It's like if you were wearing a jaunty hat and you wore it a little, a little ajar, like a little sideways. <laughs> That's what that wig is. Like, she's not wearing the wig. The wig is wearing her. <laughs> so, so do we all agree that the wig is wiggy or is there a work in it in, in here? Are we all, are, are we all, what, what does the chat say? Uh, Katie McGrath's, uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Walsh wig. Is it working it or wiggy? Let us know your thoughts in the chat. Uh, I so also had a, I also had another like I'm too online moment where they were like, uh, oh, yes, Elizabeth was never in the picture. She was always the one taking them. And I was like, much like Katie McGraw. Because <laughs> <laughs> I. I follow pics by Katie McGraw. And the whole concept is that she's never in picture. She always takes them. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> the other interesting thing is I think Katie's middle name is Elizabeth. No. Oh, is it really? <laughs> I hope so. 90% sure that that's true. Yeah, we got we got a lot of wiggies in the chat. Just want to uh, share these for posterity. Uh, there's a hard wiggy from hard Paula. Hard wiggy. Uh, so, <laughs> did, so. did anybody think it was working it? <laughs> I, I like the wig. I thought oh, it was there you Anna. Anna liked it. You know what? I mean, the wig makes. I'll, I'll I'll give a defense of the wig. the The wig really? at least. I mean, I'll, I'll play devil. I'll play, I'll play devil's advocate on this. I'll play, I'll play devil's advocate. It at least makes her look similar to Lena, but different. That's true. <laughs> she does. She does. Uh, she is the spitting image of of, of <laughs> Lena, but she looks different enough that you you might think if you really weren't 
if you if you were just kind of barely squinting, you might you might think they're two two different people. Uh, so I, I guess Lena Thotkar and Supergirl are two different people. Right, right, yeah. So if you if you you know couldn't huh? oh 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 <laughs> oh we have a we have a, a guest star and it's and it's Beaker and Beaker. I want to ask you what did you think about the no Beaker? You gotta you gotta look at the. <laughs> What did you think about the giant cat? Was it mean or was it nice that they that they did the laser? Well, Beaker doesn't want to really weigh in on this right now. It was actually it was very traumatic for Beaker, and he doesn't want to talk about it. He's like, I, I saw it, I can't talk about it. I'm still too fresh. Oh, all I, I saw I was a that. head. All I saw was like a head pop up into the window. <laughs> that was so funny. He, he always appeared, comes from like this close and then just like right across. He's never a normal distance from the cat. He always <laughs> he always looks right into it. Like I, I I swear, I swear if he was like a person, I would be I'd be like a like a Kardashian mom, and he would be on reality TV by now. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I guess I guess we're all uh, uh, suggesting that the wig maybe could be better. I mean, you know, it's it's fine. Uh, but maybe it could be better. Uh, but Morgan, I'm curious about your thoughts about the the turn. That Lena is now she has uh, ancestry uh, uh, from from witches. Uh, what, what do you what do you think about did, did wh- this this whole time we've been talking about Lena on the show? Mm-hmm. Did did you think mm-hmm. that was where that was that was heading? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, absolutely not. This came from nowhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> we. I knew something they were probably going to do something with her mom because of her like fear dream. Uh, and uh, last season um, she, you know, the, the Akrata necklace was her mother's and it is powerful. It's magic. And this That's season right. does seem like the, the villains are magic. Uh, so I think having a random witch on their team suddenly is going to be, is going to work in their favor. Um <laughs> Is this where Lena's story has been organically building this whole time? No. Uh, It's a a really weird choice for the character where it's like, suddenly it's like, you're a witch, Lena. (laughs) And uh, I wish like it had come along with like an owl dropping off a letter to her. That would have been pretty good. good. Through a fireplace somehow. A gentle giant stoops down into into the tree trunk and is like, hello. He's like, you're a wizard, Lena. Uh, yeah. I'm here to take you to Hogwarts. <laughs> um, it was just so straight. And, and can so I still listen? I'm, I've moved past the wig, but can we talk about? <laughs> have you never? Talk, have you? I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> and I never will. But can we talk about like the weird? It was like a weird, um, like a little affair. Like, yeah, music video that was like in the middle. Like, it was like a 90s girl band. It looked, like, all the char- like-, it looked like the charmed opening dialogue. So, like, as soon as I finished watching the episode, I was like, did somebody put the charmed music? behind like the charm theme song behind that like music video yet and of course today somebody has already done it and really yeah i retweeted it on my profile so go look at at mojo tastic i'll I'll put it i'll put it in the show notes it's so so good (laughs) and it's it's so good because it literally looks like a like a tv show opening from the 90s like everybody (laughs) everybody is like looking into the wind and like looking at a tree like you could really believe that they had just taken some mushrooms and wandered into the forest (laughs) They were like, oh my God, it's a leaf. 
It's a leap. Everybody's in flannel. Everybody's like, like looking at each other, but they're all like equidistance apart, kind of like holding hands. It, it looked, it looked like I was like, is this a Tori Amos video? What is happening here? <laughs> I, yeah. I, oh yeah. Go ahead, Anna. Uh, the first time I saw that, I just was laughing the whole time. I don't know if it was <laughs> the fact that we're Katie McGraw in a wig or the fact that at one point she sniffed a branch. Um, yes. <laughs> And I don't know. I think I loved how that was their how they view witchcraft is just smelling trees <laughs> and like holding hands. I just I I didn't see any magic at all. It was just like you were saying, it looked like they were wandering around having taken some drugs. I don't I don't know if we're allowed to say in the pocket <laughs> mushrooms. But it sounded it was very strange. They looked very happy though. I like that. They looked like they were having a great time. They were loving life. They were all in their flan it was it was it was they were all in their flannels. They were all just kind of traipsing through the woods. Oh look, it's a branch. Oh, it smells like bark. Um <laughs> it was, I just also like that it was sepia tone for no reason whatsoever. It's like it's but it's it, the it past. was a it was a memory. Yeah, it was it's a memory. The past. Everything the about that that segment was so funny. I will say two th- two things. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Anne. Go ahead. I was going to say the part where they had their hands up. Um, it reminded me of Dora the Explorer with swipe, no swiping. Oh, <laughs> remember the part where they set the building on fire? They all three had their hands up in the air, like in a stop. Yes. It Interesting. Really funny. Yeah. That so so, so that that part of the story did kind of make me laugh because uh, Lena was was so disheartened that her mother had killed someone as a witch and she was very upset about it. And then she goes to see one of her mom's witchy friends and she says, but Lena, no, your, your mom didn't, you know, she had the right motive. She, she meant to do the right thing. And I was like, yeah, but she still murdered a man in a house fire. Like that's still, that doesn't take away the fact that she killed a dude. Like just cause I'll- she like went in with good intentions. <laughs> matter. She was like, oops, that was, that was a, my bad. That was sort of like a, oopsies on my part you know you wander through the woods you sniff a couple of branches you just like you know you get a little high on the power the power of being in nature and just kind of sitting around talking to your friends it was yeah it was really funny and I also liked that like like afterwards the the lady was like yes and they they said that they were gonna stone me I was like what year is it <laughs> well, what's happening it, in Newfoundland <laughs> <laughs> well they seem so surprised that oh the the town didn't want us around I was like yeah because you set fire to a dude's house and murdered him yeah they're not gonna want they want you around Especially if you didn't have control of your powers like you said you didn't. That's a big problem. I like how they like they were like, oh, when they were just wandering through the woods, staring up at the sun, letting the the breeze blow through their wigs. We didn't really care about them being witches, to be honest. Like they were mostly just weird. But now that they're burning people alive, it's like not cool. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Mind the Gap says if you use your magical powers to kill people, don't be surprised people don't like it. Yes, that's that's my thought. Um, I will say I, I'm I'm surprised by Lena's witchy turn. I don't uh, mind it. I, I I think this at least gives us some answer about her her mother. 
Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, but I'm sorry, uh, I just have to read this one out because it made me laugh. I'm okay. not sure. Said Lena's mom was wearing her murdering flannel, <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just like that mother and daughter like probably both have a go-to outfit when it's time to die. <laughs> Lena, Lena's got her murdering jacket, uh, so it makes all kinds of sense. Uh, but I will say that Lena does have powers in the comics. She does have the power of ESP, Ooh. especially in the Silver Age. So it's not too far off for Lena to have super abilities. Uh, I don't know, though, if Lena has ever uh, had witchy magical powers. Uh, oh, so yeah. this this may be new, but it's not new in terms of her having uh, some sort of supernatural ability. So I'm at least glad they, they did that. The ESP, I don't know if ESP is too close to Dreamer. I don't, or I don't know. John, I guess, maybe? Yeah, so maybe there's too many people with, like, mind things, so maybe they tried to give her something a little different. Uh, so at least they're kind of leaning into that aspect of Lena's uh, comic book history a little bit. Yeah, I don't hate the uh, I don't hate the witch thing. I because almost because it's so ridiculous and out of left field. Like I uh, I always like a show that like commits to just being weird and is like we're gonna have a kryptonite dragon. Lena's a witch now. Oh, it doesn't make sense to you. Who cares? <laughs> uh, like I, I like that. It's like it's like daring you to to be like wait that do- that doesn't make any sense. They're like yeah and. Uh, but, uh, the one thing I, uh, the one thing that kind of bothers me is that this show just cannot let people be regular humans. It's they, it's, they're incapable of it. It's a show about Supergirl and every person she talks to eventually has to get a power of some kind. And like Lena at this point was like almost the lone holdout, I think that didn't have powers except science powers and, and, you know, hope the AI, the murderous AI is kind <laughs> of her own power. But, uh, like Lena didn't besides, um, science brain and super rich, like those are her powers. They weren't like, witch powers and uh and now literally no none of the uh, her friends are not super powered in any like i mean i guess kelly and alex don't have superpowers but, but they're, they're still now costume heroes. heroes yeah yes so it's like nobody that she knows is regular anymore in any way shape or form except william who i'm sure is going to have some power at some point well he has the power of baking he does. He does. No soggy bottoms where William is. <laughs> well baked all the way through. <laughs> well, we've 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 gone almost an hour. So I guess uh, uh, does anybody have any thoughts about uh, Nia's story in this? She kind she we can we can share some thoughts pretty quickly about uh, Nia's guilt and needing to fess up to Kara about how Nixley came back into the picture. Uh, so Anna, do you have any thoughts about uh, Nia's Nia's big confession? I think her confession was very motivated by the fact that the first time she saw her mom after she died, her mom like yelled at her. I was like, this is all your fault. Like I, if I had to bring my mom back for a day, I hope she doesn't yell at me because she would have gotten a hug. I feel like that's what motivated, motivated it because it's really not her fault. She doesn't, she didn't know her. Uh, she offered her mom back. I don't think anyone wouldn't take that. And, you know, I'm on still on Nixley's side, so I think it was actually great that she accepted the deal. But yeah, I, I thought it was it was was making her reckless. Like she was about to risk going to the dream world forever, as Brainy said. So I think she was struggling with some guilt, which I think is her mom's fault. Yeah, Brainy. Brainy was like, Nia, don't do that. You're gonna you're gonna lose yourself, and we're and we're never gonna get you out, or whatever he said. And she's like, but I have to try. And I was like, Nia, you could. 
maybe think of another solution to this problem. You don't have to go ahead first. I was like, Nia, Supergirl's right there, and it's just a cat. (laughs) I feel like when you want to pull out the big guns and, like, maybe get stuck in the dream world forever is not, like, Mr. Whiskers. Like, you want to save that one up for something that's worth it a little bit more. (laughs) Uh, Morgan, do you have any thoughts about uh, Nia's uh, guilt in this episode? Yeah, I mean, I think that they they played it pretty well. I think that even if, like, I think her motives were really understandable and they built up to it all season. I, I think that they've done a really good job with Nia's storyline in this season in general. But uh, I think that if you would accidentally let loose, like, a supervillain, you'd probably feel pretty bad about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I understand where she was where she was coming from, that she felt really bad. And, like, and her mom, to Anna's point, her mom was pretty harsh in the episode before when Nia's, like... I feel really bad and like I didn't mean to do it and blah 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 and her mom's like yeah but you did didn't you <laughs> I was like oh my god mom <laughs> calm down you can be a little you can deliver that message but be a little nicer about it like she was like well well at like what you meant to do doesn't matter it's the consequences and now you have to sit with what you did it's like c- classic mom guilt trip it's like don't tell me you're disappointed in me mom <laughs> just say you're angry <laughs> I did. I did like how Nia's storyline uh, fed into Lena's storyline a little bit because Lena and Andrea had a conversation about how information helps people and secrets hurt people. And so I thought that 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 sort of tied into to Nia having to, you know, face what she did and tell Supergirl and, and Supergirl, sh- you know, sh- sh- uh, gave her a little grace, which I thought was really nice. Very Supergirl thing to do. So I thought the writing actually held up in this episode a little bit. Things things were connected and made some sense. It was, it was really a pleasant surprise, I thought, for this episode. <laughs> It was a crazy episode, and yet it, it kind of fit together. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, go oh, ahead, sorry, Anna. I think, speaking of secrets, I would really love for Lena not to tell Kara and to, like, have a mask and then just be like, who's this new witch? And Lena's like, I don't, I don't know. It must be, must be someone else. <laughs> Just, just be one last, one last petty thing, <laughs> and, and then, and then, like after an episode or two, she just takes off the mask and she's like, "How's it feel? How's it feel?" <laughs> and then she just leaves. She just leaves. It was like it was all just. And she's like, "I sewed this costume myself." <laughs> I, I do think it's interesting that. Uh, so there are two things that can really hurt Supergirl. One is kryptonite, and one is magic, and. For Lena, her best friend, to be a magical witch uh, seems like a real choice, uh, <laughs> to, you know, as as a as a weakness akin to magic uh, to to kryptonite uh, seems like a bold choice. I don't know that I would have gone with that if I wanted to make them friends again. Uh, that seems <laughs> that seems that seems like a turn you would have taken if you were going to make her a villain. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and so I uh, I just think it's an interesting choice. Um, okay. I've got, a, I've got a question, which is, we don't know what Lena's magical powers are yet. We know that she can find tree stumps, uh, but that was mostly Google Maps. What do, what do we think slash want Lena's magical powers to be? Oh, Anna, do you have any thoughts? So many thoughts. I'm still thinking about the whole. I'm still thinking about how at the end of that episode, Carl, someone said only magic can defeat magic, and then meanwhile, Leah's like, "I got it. I'm on top of it. I'll, I'll be away." <laughs> uh, Lena's like, I, as always, I have the solution for you, Kara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, 
I don't necessarily want it to be fire, but that would make sense if that was her mom's power. It could be water if we're going elements here. I would love for it to be like air because I think it'd be fun if like she could like you know help Supergirl go faster by you know using air powers or pushing someone out of the sky. Um, but I don't know if that I don't know if it's going to be elemental based. Yeah, if she if Ooh. she uh, was connected to air, would that make her fly? Would Lena be able to fly? I don't know. Uh, that's that's an interesting thought. Could she be uh, elemental like uh, Leviathan was? Uh, you remember, you remember Leviathan? Uh, oh. They. <laughs> She's like, wait, just give me a bunch of twigs. It's the Earth that's speaking to me. Her, her and Ramakan do like they, like they drop like a like a, like a joint record where they're like, the Earth is great. <laughs> I the Earth. I wonder if, what kind of like magic is this? Is like an internal magic where she just like gets a lot of emotional energy and. It, because that is magic, or does she have to like use spells like in Harry Potter? I don't I, know. I want which her to have is. a wand. Oh, that would be so yeah, good. She, that would be she needs so a funny. Wand, I feel like. Uh, so, uh, so Morgan, do you have thoughts? I don't. I don't know if I if I know how this is going to go down with Lena and what her abilities are going to be. Yeah, I think uh, like like yeah, nature based powers would be fun. Like if she if she's like, hold on, I need to take the grass. It's my turn. Like, she just grabs a bunch of it, and she's like, here we go! Yes, exactly, Paula. Take the grass. Uh, but yeah, like, if she has a... I, I, like, I like Anna's idea of, like, there being elemental powers. Because really, we, the only thing that we know is that her mom, like, lit a house on fire. So that doesn't really tell us a, <laughs> too much about the powers. And I hope we get, like, a clear definition. Oh, and Lena does have a connection to water due to that drowning and stuff. And the Kelpie. So maybe it is water-based power, but I, I hope that they give the power some sort of definition and limits. I not not trying to you know shade anybody else on the show who seems to be almost limitless in their powers, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I hope like I, I feel like they've learned from the dreamer situation. They've definitely like pulled back her powers and made them a little bit more understandable now. And like so, I'm hoping that they, like they put. I know I don't go like I don't know Lena maybe can do anything like I hope that they they give us some some idea of what her powers are and aren't but uh one thing that we can uh get excited about is what is she going to be wearing as a witch will she have multiple yeah. wands to accessorize, accessorize her bedroom or ballroom looks <laughs> I, I hope uh, Katie McClatt Yes, a witch hat is a must. I think. Oh wait, 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 wait! Give me a second. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. And now, Lena Luther, boardroom or ballroom? We haven't used that in a while, and I just we really have it. We had to take advantage of it. So go ahead, Morgan. What were your thoughts? Uh, I hope that Katie McGraw just like gets out her old Merlin costumes from from Morgana, (laughs) and she's just like, you know what? These still fit. Let's do it. And (laughs) and so she's just kind of like in medieval times, like just walking around. In her, I, in her long cloaks. With she has just to have her hair down crazy, for it, too. Yeah, big crazy hair. That's and, that's what I'm into. And, like, the uh, the eye makeup starts to get more and more uh, crazy, like Nixley's. Like, last <laughs> last episode, Nixley had, like, some dark eye, eyeliner, and I was like, ooh, she could be, she could be bad. And this episode, <laughs> it's all dark eye makeup, and I was like, well, now I know she's evil, because she's got a smoky eye. And so... <laughs> 
<laughs> so I hope that I hope that uh, Lena Morgana really goes into that sort of dark, uh, dark Morgana place with her with her look. And she's like, what if Alex can have blue eyeshadow? I can look like a, a somebody who just came from a Ren fair. There's nothing to stop me. <laughs> she, I mean, if she if she has magical powers, she could create the uh, the clothing out of no, uh, you know, out of nothing. Just uh, create a spell and she could look however she wanted to. So I think that uh, is a good thought. I would be into that. All right. Anybody else have any boardroom or ballroom thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, last uh, I, thing would be Katie McGraw probably loved the outfit where she didn't have to have like heels because it looks like she was wearing flats in the woods. So she probably enjoyed that outfit for for once. <laughs> she does wear a lot of heels and those are probably not the most comfortable shoes. So I, I can imagine she uh, did enjoy that. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to take us out of boardroom or ballroom and then we'll get to some overall thoughts. And this has been Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom people in the chat are talking about uh (laughs) lena's wavy hair for magic uh so uh we are we're we're in the wavy hair lena era is what they're saying (laughs) all right so uh anna what are your overall thoughts on this episode uh mixy in the middle did you like it or did you dislike it i liked it a lot i think i'm glad that lena is back i wish that we had you know you know, Lena and Kara scenes and also more Alex and Kara scenes. I love the moment where he pulls up the phantom projector to show them something and Alex steps in front of Kara. I love, you know, I love the Danvers sisters. I wish there was more where they have to save each other. So I like that moment where Alex kind of protects Kara. Overall, I love the episode. I love that Lena's a witch. I wish I was a witch. I'm on Nixie's side for now. Um, (laughs) I kind of hope that she gives a reverse hope speech and then Kara becomes evil too, just for fun. I know Rebecca, you'd want to just stay good, but just for fun. <laughs> I, I like this dark turn, Anna. Keep going. <laughs> then, like you know, Lena, you know, they, and then they bring in Maeve, and everyone's like evil, and um, you know, they just you know destroy the world. They destroy Superman. The show, that show ends. They oh, destroyed um, the whole show of Superman and Lois. <laughs> they just take the whole thing down. They're like, you steal my time slot, huh? <laughs> that would be a threat to be uh, reckoned with. They they never really have. I mean, they've done the red cake horror, but they've never done like everyone on the show turns evil. That would be kind of interesting if they did do that. I would yeah, be I, want, that. I want like an alternate reality where everyone is evil and they, they all get to borrow Nixley's eye eyeshadow palette. <laughs> and there's so many smoky eyes. Like, but everybody has a smoky eye. Like Jean comes out and is like, Jean, the smoky eye. <laughs> <laughs> He's evil. That's how you know. Uh, so Morgan, what are your overall thoughts on this episode? I liked this one a lot. This one was unhinged. Being able to, ex- <laughs> there's no way to explain this episode to somebody outside. Like I was taking screenshots of this episode, and I was like, without context, it looks crazy. With context, <laughs> it's still crazy. Like this, epi- <laughs> this episode was nuts. Like the cat was like one of the more normal things in this episode somehow. Like the uh, the wig itself was just. It was like its own character. I think it went through its own character progression, its own character arc. It starts out happy. It ends up sad. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love that wig. That wig is so great. Um, and, and God bless it. I hope it does well for itself because it's clearly a sentient living creature that's just on her head. <laughs> I, uh, I can't. I, I'm excited to see where they're going to go with this magic storyline. Does it make sense? No. Uh, was there any build up to it? Eh. 
medium? <laughs> am, am I along for the ride of which Lena? Yeah, I totally am. And you know what? It's something we all know Katie McGraw can play because she did it before and she'll do it again. She'll do it again. She's going to get out that crazy Morgana hair and the eye makeup and a, like a, a cape and she's going to go to town. She does have experience when she signed on to Supergirl and they looked at her resume. They were like, oh, so I see you have five seasons of uh, <laughs> Witch Time on a TV show. Uh, we can use that. So uh, I, I actually loved this episode. Uh, I've been kind of on and off with some of these episodes here lately, but this this one was super enjoyable. It had uh, a dragon, a giant cat. Uh, Nixley was over the top and I loved every second that she was on the show. I loved Mixie. I loved him doing a terrible parody of I will survive by Gloria Gaynor. I was into it. Uh, he did tell the story pretty well. We didn't yeah. even talk about that. But it, was, <laughs> it was so, I like, when they were talking about it being a musical episode, I was like, or there's some music in the episode. I was like, oh, cool. So they're going to, like, they have so many people who can sing. And they're like, no, no, just Mixie. And it's going to be, he's mostly just going to be singing exposition. Is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that they would always sing their exposition. They should have <laughs> sang all about the totems. And, and then I would have been just as confused, but there would have at least been a song involved. <laughs> Yeah, I did enjoy that. It was a very whimsical, mixy, mixias pitalic thing to do. So I appreciated that he did that. All right. I guess that is going to do it for our, our discussion. But let's find out what our listeners had to say about Mixie in the middle. Um, uh, our first tweet is from Josue uh, uh, Arias, uh, 1994, who says, A fun episode. Wouldn't mind more giant cats, dragons, and wigs. Lena draws the line at magic? Uh, Mixie, <laughs> I know, that was one of my like the favorite lines is when like the witch was like your best friend's a superhero alien from like another planet and she was like yeah I mean that's normal though magic's kind of wonky <laughs> <laughs> even though there had been uh, three Kryptonian witches uh, on the show oh, yeah. previously they've, they've mean, had magic on the show uh, but Lena still doesn't believe in it it was a little weird and Lena was in that rainforest. So she was. <laughs> she went into the rainforest. Look she knew point. about the Kryptonian witches. And she's like, I don't know about this whole magic thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about science. It's like, <laughs> I mean, you did make a, an AI that took over your friend. That seems weirder than magic somehow. <laughs> uh, never forget hope. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then uh, Mixie was fun as always. Uh, at Anthony Nia said, Seven totems? No problem. To complete this quest, our super friends will need to power up on the mythical, long-lost Omega Hedron and find the hidden bonus character, Megan. <laughs> we still don't know where she is. No idea where she is. Maybe she is in that forest in like another tree stump somewhere. <laughs> it just, she just has to drop a pin to her location. Um, then they'll be ready to face the big boss in the final level, Pam, formerly from HR, now CEO of Leviathan. I would buy that. I'm that so, was, I'm still just assuming she's the head of Leviathan. That, uh, that, it, we uh, can't be proven wrong. They can't prove us wrong. That's the thing. They, <laughs> may, maybe the wig was head of Leviathan. <laughs> um, at major dork thir uh, at major underscore dork thirteen said the only character with a consistent and good storyline this season is Nia. I'm so happy with her arc and hope Kelly as guardian has that kind of development too. That can't be said about Lena's story though. 
what the hell was that? I wouldn't mind her just being in the background. Being a witch is the last thing they could have done with her. She could have just worked as a tech support and scientist. Lena had a very central part of every season. And as much as I love her, I really can't deal with her chanting magic spells. I mean, we haven't heard her magic spells yet, though. They could be pretty funny. Do you think she becomes she more be Irish, like Irish when she does? Yeah, she can, <laughs> yes. she can become more Irish when she's like Witch Lena. <laughs> what if she's like, the only way I can do this spell is as my mother once did. And then she just <laughs> immediately goes into the Irish accent. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God, Lena, that accent. <laughs> With the Irish, like, dancing. Yeah, oh. yeah, she just does some like river dance. Yeah, like, that's part. That has to be part of all of her spells. <laughs> I like where we're going with this, Anna. I think we're really conceptualizing this whole witch thing. <laughs> um, at Lido Large says, "Wasn't my favorite. Did uh, did have some funny moments though. Heat Vision Cat Laser had me dying. The CGI was pretty cool, uh, but nerfing. Uh, did I? Is that nerfing? I, I guess yes. it's nerf. I, I think he means nerfing." I had like a little thing on my screen right over that word. So I was like, am I reading that wrong? Uh, the CG was pretty cool, but nerfing Mixie uh, because the CG budget couldn't allow for two imps was definitely felt throughout the episode. <laughs> About 99% sure you guys either predicted or just requested that Lena play her own mother in a really bad wig. And you got what you asked for. That's true. We yeah, did. True. <laughs> Technically, we also requested that she play her evil twin, Nasty Luther, uh, so that <laughs> so that Katie had to play three parts. Uh, so we it haven't gotten we haven't, we haven't gotten that far yet. But hopefully, we'll get emotional uh, an emotional scene between Katie McGraw and Katie McGraw. At some I point. mean the, uh, the the Katie McGraw like orphan black like extended universe where she just <laughs> plays. She just plays like every version of her character in the same room. Like that's that's what I want. And they can all have bad wigs if that's what we yeah. need. <laughs> that's what we need to get us there. I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, shout out to Brainy's image inducer transition scene because it felt new and similar to Flash's cow removal CG. Was hoping for more magic though. And uh, Mark HB PWM said, uh, it's too bad that Supergirl is ending because this Tuesday lineup reminds me of my childhood Saturday mornings, the Stargirl Supergirl hours. This was a really good episode of Supergirl, but unfortunately it followed an A++ episode of Stargirl oh, and didn't uh, quite uh, match up. Give it proper credit. It was A++++. Plus oh, plus plus. Uh, A++++. Plus plus plus. I missed a plus. <laughs> uh, yeah, an A plus 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 episode of Stargirl and uh, Super Supergirl didn't quite match up. Uh, yeah, that we haven't really talked about that, but Supergirl and Stargirl are, are paired up for for this run of episodes, which is pretty cool. That's fun. I need to. I really need to catch up on any Stargirl, but I've heard good things. Stargirl is actually quite good. I would recommend it. Uh, before we get to our emails, though, I see that we have a guest waiting uh, backstage. Another uh, another special we, guest. We have another, we're just full of special guests here tonight on uh, Supergirl Radio. So uh, we we heard that uh, one of the members of the Morgan Glennon Podcast Universe had some thoughts about this episode, and so we invited her on to uh, share some of those thoughts with us. So welcome, Sarah from DCTV After Dark. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Uh, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Good, good. So uh, what, what are some thoughts about this episode, Mixing the Middle, that would, would you like to share with us? I, I would say less thoughts, more feelings. Oh, it's to share your feelings, please. Just speak yeah. from the heart, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really feel as though uh, if, if I had to write a Supergirl fan fiction... Everything in this episode would be included. 
like first first of all like I just I feel as though this episode was like someone hacked into my brain and just took parts of everything that I love and made it into a Supergirl episode first of all uh there's dragons second of all there's Supergirl using her laser vision as a cat laser for a giant, <laughs> a, a giant blue cat that's terrorizing a city, which is chef's kiss. Um, Mike, actually, I, I told him about the cat thing because he's behind and, and he was like, what kind of cat? And I was like, I think it was a Russian blue. <laughs> like, I was trying to like identify the kind of cat. I was like, I'm not quite sure. I think it might. I think it might be a blue American short hair. Yeah, cat, cat connoisseurs here on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I think Russian blues are a little fluffier, and the only reason I know that is because our friend Carolyn had one. Oh, that's right. Up. You're you're right. Yeah, they are a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and obviously the like witchcraft in the episode, and I'm sorry, but I, uh, this is my hot take of the century is All Lena right, Luther. Lena Luther canonically is a witch is my like, what else could you dream for? <laughs> <laughs> when they were out there in the woods, just kind of wandering around in flannel, sniffing, uh, sniffing trees. I was like, Sarah's going to love this episode. <laughs> that's, 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 listen, that's a whole mood. That's my whole thing. I was like, I was like, this is really Sarah's like whole vibe. <laughs> Sarah would have joined that coven. Like, Morgan is saying that, but anybody who listens to this, she's not exaggerating. <laughs> like, that is my whole vibe. Anyone who's been to my home knows I've got, like, actually several herbs drying right now. Uh, and the only, the only thing that, uh, the only thing is that you guys interrupted me from meditating a smoke raven. Oh, uh, as you usually do, as you usually yeah. do when you're you're living in a in a empty in a, like a, tr- a tree branch in the woods. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean the traditional like meditated smoke raven. That's how we <laughs> spend our. That's how we spend our time. Nice. So yeah, I I loved everything about it. I wouldn't change a thing. Lena Luther as a witch is the best. Uh, Mixus Pilik. I said his name right, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. according to the show, yeah. Mick says Pitalik <laughs> is how they say it on the show. He has very uh, differing uh, interpretations of the name, but Mick says Pitalik, yes. He was singing some, like, 80s songs in the beginning. Uh, also, the only thing is, I do have, like, every time Nia's on screen, I, I have this, like, rage that comes into my soul because I her hair is always so perfect that <laughs> like I, I'm like how how do you have hair that be- like I I just have hair do we, hair in do we know if dreamer's hair is a wig do we know it's a wig it's a good wig because it's a really good wig because I, I think <laughs> it would surprise people to know that Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman also wears a wig so I think really it, yeah I mean because her hair is usually I, I, I'm pretty sure her her like Wonder Woman hair is a wig so nice. Someone correct me if that's wrong, <laughs> but I sometimes I wonder now after Gal Gadot's like illusion went away that her hair might be a wig. I was like, <gasps> are all what? Them wigs? Is, is everybody wearing a wig? Is everybody is wearing a wig? Why is so, this a wig? So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I've, I've seen her act 
actress uh, does a lot of like, um, I've seen her Instagram, like her social media and everything. She does look like she has great hair. Yeah, I, I would believe that that's her her natural hair. Okay, because um, I was just thinking a wig would make would would make sense as to why it's always perfect. Yeah, so but, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I would agree with that, except we've seen what the CW wigs look like. That's true. <laughs> if it was and a wig, it wouldn't look as good. It would look yeah. like something else. It would look like the Katie McGraw wig. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so Sarah, Anna, Morgan, and I have talked about the wig. What are your thoughts on the uh, the Elizabeth Walsh wig? Uh, do you think it's working it or wiggy? Do you think it's a bad or good? What are your thoughts? I don't know. I really feel like it. Uh, it it conjures up like theme songs from eighties show, like Full House. That's what I want. That, that's like what I get in in my mind when I look at this picture. So it's some kind of a star. Okay. Uh, yeah. It. Uh, that's. I don't know. I think it it does deserve its own uh, like credit line. <laughs> yeah, I, that wig was doing like a really like a whole performance. But I could also yeah, see what? that wig like laughing at, by the Golden Gate Bridge with all of its wig children. Like <laughs> yeah, and like and like and like. Tossing a hat in the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the wig takes off its own hat and throws it in the air. That's what I'm saying. You're going to make Mary, it wig. Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. So I, I think that the wig does a, a whole performance in the episode. I think the wig could possibly, like, meditate some ravens into oh. existence. Like some smoke ravens of well, its yeah, own. I- I believe that she was magical just because of that wig. Like there were a lot yes. of, I feel like she was keeping a lot of secrets in that wig and like, <laughs> yes. who knows yes. what was in that hair? <laughs> well, there, there, who knows? there have been ravens on the show. So I, I what think if, what if she inherits the wig and that's what gives her powers? Because here's Ooh. my thing. Here's <laughs> and, and then she has to put the wig on. <laughs> but she like, doesn't like, even yes. like put it on fully. She just puts the wig over her own hair. Yeah. Yeah. This That's is what really I'm good. I like it a lot. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I think it's a whole plot line. If they don't go with it, I understand, but uh, there's still fan fiction. So. Yeah, there's there's so many plot threads you can pull out of that <laughs> we, way. We can Listen. we can fix it in fan fiction. Don't worry. <laughs> we can we can fix it. We can fix it. Uh this it I I just like came away from this episode being like, you know, because I typically wait until the hiatus. And I will like catch up on groups of Supergirl episodes, and then uh, and then I saw a screen grab of the cat, and I was like, <laughs> I I can't, I have to do this, like I, I I have to spoil myself, and it was it was worth it, it was worth every moment of this. I think it's the best episode in the history of the show, and maybe the CW. That's that's a bold <laughs> statement, but I'm not going to argue with it. Uh, this is a, pr- a pretty high quality Supergirl episode. I would agree. Yeah. There yeah. were dragons. I mean, like, what kind of what we so we talked about this previously, but what kind of magic do you think Lena and and, and her hair that is probably her own is is going to eventually have? Like, do you think it's going to be like elemental magic or earth magic? Well, I mean, it's probably going to be a plot bunny magic. That like, <laughs> yes, that, that's definitely true. <laughs> that addresses whatever like plot uh, they need to create on the show. But if everything that the episode was setting up is true, 
than she would conceivably have just like witchcraft magic, right? So like uh, tinctures and like potions and and like earth elementalist spells. I mean, her mom had obviously had some fire magic going on. Uh, so I think probably whatever you think of with traditional like witchcraft that's primarily surrounding the natural world is what she would have. But I, I don't necessarily know that that's going to be the reality of the show because they're obviously going to use it for something. Making potions is like science. So I could see her like putting a bunch of ingredients hmm. in saying, I have the potion that will save us all. She, yeah, she could blend the magic and the science together. I like that thought. I could see that happening. Listen, I always had. I tell this to Morgan all the time that it is science, but she still uh, doubts the the medicinal properties of the tinctures that I make. So I'm just going to put that out there. I've never doubted one of your tinctures. (laughs) You keep promising me that you're going to give me a tincture. So like the next time I get a cold, I can just magic it out of me. (laughs) Listen, I've got a fresh batch elderberry ready to go. (laughs) Nice. I'm I'm getting it this week. (laughs) Elderberry is very good for you. Um, I'm not a doctor. I cannot prescribe you that, but. I've heard good things about it. But Sarah is a witch, so she can. (laughs) But I'm a witch, and I can. Listen, (laughs) I I will stand by the immunological properties of of that particular one. But um, it is super science-based. So, like, it does kind of fit for her in a weird way, right? Because, like... If they, if the show actually takes some time to develop a magic system, most magic systems are really scientific. But I don't know that the show is going to do that. I think that they're probably just going to be like, we need a strong magic user against this problem that we're creating. And so we're going to throw Lena at it, is what I would guess is going to happen. But yeah, I hope she flies on the broom. Yeah, yes, that would also be amazing. <laughs> that would also be amazing, and then they could fly into the sunset together. But <laughs> <laughs> she's got a bunch of like, uh, like little like science like beakers, and then she's like, "Car, get on the end of the broom, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be a delightful way to end the show, like the the finale shot. They fly off into the sunset, and Lena's <laughs> like, the... "I'm still doing science." <laughs> right. <laughs> I think we figured it out. I think uh, that we just wrote the uh, final episode. We'll see <laughs> what happens uh, in, I guess, nine weeks from now, which oh, seems God. crazy when you think about it. Because uh, the end of the we're we're over the halfway, I think, in uh, Supergirl season six, the final season. So uh, I guess we'll see if all of our our predictions are going to come to light. Well, uh, Sarah, thank you for coming on and sharing your thoughts. Uh, we should have you come on and talk about Supergirl much more often, I think. Uh, so we'll we'll find another <laughs> way to bring you in. Maybe a, a game night in the future. Ooh, I, oh, I, I would love I, a game night. I am plotting many game nights uh, after the show ends. So uh, we'll bring you in the uh, legendary ladies back on. Because I know you're very competitive and you want to win. <laughs> Me? 
Yeah. I so, don't know what would make you say no. that? <laughs> Wait, what makes me say that? You made me say that. You told me that. Um, so, uh, so we will have we will have many uh, opportunities for competition uh, coming up. So, thank you for uh, joining us here on Supergirl Radio for this episode. Uh, we're going to remove you and kick you out, uh, but we will definitely be uh, we will definitely be having you back. All right, we should have more uh, surprise guests. Uh, we really more, should more often. <laughs> so uh, we, nice. Yeah, Sarah's the best. We like uh, her. Yeah, we, we we like her. Okay, um, but uh, but yeah. So we've got a packed house. We got Anna, super uh, Supergirl radio celebrity Anna, and we've got we've got uh, Sarah from DC TV After Dark. So if you want to go check uh, Sarah out, uh, check out DC TV After Dark uh, that she hosts with Morgan, uh, which is very fun. Uh, it's a, it's a little more mature. Uh, than Supergirl yeah. Radio, but it's intended to be so. Uh, but you'll enjoy you'll enjoy that podcast if you like uh, DC TV and the podcasters of the DC TV Podcast Network. So definitely check that out. Okay, so uh, let's get into some emails. So uh, we have an email from New Rachel who writes, "Quote, dear Supergirl Radio, in relation to there being no promos, trailers, and trailers for the second half of season six, six except for this." Past week when they finally decided to cut one, uh, Rachel, <laughs> <Finally>. Rachel writes, <laughs> I came across this Tumblr post that you might find interesting. And the Tumblr post that new Rachel linked us to is from that's just supergirl.tumblr.com. And it tries to explain why there have been no uh, Supergirl promos except for this week. Uh, uh, and the post explains writing, quote, because multiple shows have been doing this to save money. There's a worldwide shortage slash high demand for video editing and special effects due to the pandemic which has created a backlog of getting work processed efficiently and consequently driven up the cost of production. So what does that mean? From a friend in the industry, we've been working around COVID with tricky directing and lots of extra editing and posts to make it seem like actors are closer than they are. Doing that kind of workaround adds up in terms of both time and money. Each episode has gotten more expensive to make. I'd rather see the money spent on actual content, wouldn't you? Aside from that, Supergirl's audience retention week to week is very consistent and has been so since season three. So they don't actually gain much from those promos to begin with, which makes it an easy loss to cut, unquote. Uh, Morgan, what are your thoughts about this? I feel like wouldn't they be doing promo cutting like in-house it, it versus, you know, um, using like an editing company? So I don't know. It does seem like other shows are still getting those promos cut. And it's just Supergirl that's not. But I, I do buy that, like, there's probably a lot more editing work being done now because of COVID restrictions than there was in the past. And, like, just kind of, like, the supply chain issues everybody's been having, I could see how it would put, like, a premium on editing time. So it makes sense. It, it seems a little unlikely, but it does, you know, it's not completely, like, I, I buy it. I don't buy it at all. <laughs> I, Tell us, Rebecca. <laughs> I, uh, I, I did. I did work with um, some editors. So when I worked at Turner, I did uh, do some encoding work for some editors who did uh, promos for Cartoon Network and TBS and TNT and all those Turner networks, which are now Warner Media Group networks. Um, and so we did all of the network promos in. Uh, our offices. So we would have an editor paired up with a producer and they would cut the promos there. Uh, I did not uh, have personal experience with that. I did have a, we, we did a thing called Mentor Fest, which paired people who were not uh, promo editors, uh, which were basically called editor, uh, post, post edit, I think, 
or it was either editorial or post-edit. I think they were editorial. Um, but uh, we could be, get paired with an editor and they would teach us how to do it. And so I did that for a couple of years. So I kind of know the process of uh, cutting a promo for something like that. Um, but from what I understand, um, the uh, the network should be cutting those promos. If they work anything like Turner, I would imagine that the CW would be cutting that. I don't think the people associated with the show itself, the editors with the show itself would be cutting those promos. I think if my experience is anything in relation to what the CW does, uh, which is a different network, of course, but uh, they probably have editors inside their network that do that. So I, I don't, I don't buy that like, cost cutting is yeah, preventing them from would, doing it and yeah to me it wouldn't come out of the show production budget it would come out of like a marketing and promo budget right which um, now we're getting to the like the really exciting stuff that people want to hear <laughs> what what budget did it come out of you know? <laughs> this is the reason people tune in real estate conversations and budgets <laughs> uh, i wouldn't claim to be an expert on this i actually have no idea what in-house means but I assume they could even just do a slideshow of pictures of like, you know, Katie McGraw and like Melissa Benoist and just make a slideshow and be like, watch next week. And people will be like, yes. <laughs> yeah, they could do really low budget <laughs> if they really wanted to. Yeah, they could yeah. just zoom in on the wig and be like, watch. <laughs> yeah, in-house Anna just means that like the CW wouldn't have to send their episodes out to another company like to edit them. They would just be doing it themselves. Is that's basically what in-house means? Uh, sorry, that was I was using jargon from my Turner days. <laughs> it just it's kind of in me. I can't uh, I can't get rid of it. So I, I the only thing I buy in the Tumblr post, and this Tumblr post could be correct. I don't know, uh, but I think I would agree that from the CW's perspective, the Supergirl audience retention from week to week is very consistent. I think they're just taking uh taking the audience for granted i do agree with that part of part of and, the post and i think like i think it has to do with it being the last season too i just like not that they're like don't care and they're phoning it in but eh, like they're like you know what what's the worst that happens like the show's ending anyway we're not gonna keep we're not building an audience for the future like that's all folks so i think that they uh <laughs> i just think that they don't uh really care which they're, is unfortunate. And they apparently they are able to cut promos because we had one for, we have one for yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I they're not that was due to the tweet by that the actress who plays Kelly. Um when another episode went on someone had tweeted at her and said, I wish that the show was promoting your episodes and she said um, she had responded to it. I don't remember what she said, but she seemed sad that they were not. And then this time she got a promo. So I wonder if that was due mm. to her public sadness yeah yeah it was kind of disappointing and i think for all of them they kind of want a bigger i mean if you were on the show and you've been working on it for six years wouldn't you like some big hype in your final season i know i would uh so <laughs> it's a, it's strange to me that they're not doing that but the cw doesn't need to worry about ratings anymore for supergirl so they're just kind of i guess uh doing the bare minimum i guess as as you could say yeah, you think that they'd be hyping it up like, it's the final season. You have to watch what's going to happen next. And instead they're like, yeah, it's almost over. Here you go. <laughs> I wish okay, I cared CW. more. Me too. <laughs> it's too bad. Um, 
So we have got an email from Gina who shared some leaner Luther thoughts, writing, this definitely was closer to Legends of Tomorrow, all out craziness, and I am here for it. Everything about this episode reeked of fifth dimensional imps in the episode. Like Rebecca mentioned in her live tweet, I will take this kind of comic book crazy episode over straightforward gun control and corrupted prison system talk any day. I think what made season one so good for me was that it had a nice balance of comic book and real life elements to them. Um, What am I not here for? Lita potentially becoming a member of a coven. And the real reason this bothers me so much is that I was just telling my husband a few weeks ago that by the end of the series, Lena will be the only non-powered, non-costume character on this show. But apparently... I was wrong. Uh, I still have problems with Alex in a costume, and now Kelly wants to have one, and now Lena has to gain magical powers. <laughs> <laughs> I love Alex for being a Car's human sister, who's also a DEO badass. I like Kelly for using her therapy expertise to help the super friends get through things emotionally. And I like Lena for trying to be the good Luther and using her genius to help out the super friends. Why must we change what these uh, women bring to the table? Ugh. Uh, I'm having trouble figuring out where Lena and Kara stand right now as besties. They put so much emphasis on their relationship the last two, three seasons, bringing it to a head where they have this terrible falling out, which was the focus of season five. They mention at the end of the season that they have a long way to go, and then Kara gets sent to the Phantom Zone. Lena has all these feelings about Kara being gone and it being Lena's fault. Kara comes back, they hug, and then Lena's like, great, you're back, peace out, and leaves. (laughs) (laughs) On top of that, Lena reaches out to her Andrea to help and talk things through. I know Andrea is an old friend, but after all that crap with Kara, I'm just surprised Lena didn't go to her too. Yeah, you yeah. could have put Kara on that phone call if you really wanted to. Yeah, really. I didn't, I didn't know that Lena and Andrea were on good terms. Didn't she have like a gun to like Supergirl and she, like Lena had to like, no, Kara had to talk no, someone had to talk someone down from it was, it was Lena between Andrea and Supergirl, right? Yeah, was Andrea was going to go there as a Krata and kill Supergirl. Uh, oh, that's right. On on behalf of Leviathan. So there was there was that. Everybody's, everybody's become so cool with Andrea. Like, oh, yeah, Andrea, remember that time that you almost uh, got everybody stuck in VR? What a fun time that was for all of us. Like, Please, Andrea, tell us more about the news. It's like, Really? There's not going to be any repercussions for that? No. No. They threw it all on Lex, and uh, (laughs) she is facing no consequences. Uh, Yeah, but that's a good point, though. Uh, Well, we have an email from Mark who writes, Hi, ladies. First, I want to say that I loved Morgan's two-minute drill in the last episode. That was (laughs) hilarious and awesome. Yes, I did uh, force Morgan to uh, stress out and uh, explain things in two-minute segments, which which was great. That was an exercise. (laughs) She aced it. Uh, And Mark goes on to say, As for this week, a few thoughts that came to mind. Number one, I loved the gimmick that Mixie kept standing on one foot with his other foot propped on his knee. It's straight out of the comics. Yeah, he did do that a lot. I do appreciate his commitment to that. Uh, Mark goes on to say, number two, glad Kara's decided that the time for assaulting Nixley with hope speeches is past and it's time for action. I did love that, like, we, we got, you know, Kara, she she got into it. She was doing the hope speech. It, it was going as it usually does. And Nixley was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And uh, that was just icing. <laughs> that was icing on the cake for me. Well, after that, Nixley, when she goes, mm, nah. That was the best. That was so good. 
Love I her. was so glad to see that it was not going to work on Nick's sleep. Uh, Mark goes on to say, number three, is anyone else seeing the Phantom Zone projector and thinking of whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow comic book story? If that plays a part, I suppose it's a fitting into the show. And if you watched our or listened to our uh, Mixed Chess Pitalik uh, character spotlight, uh, you would know about what happens to Mixed Chess Pitalik in that story. Uh, Mixie actually tries, he's kind of uh, getting caught by Superman, and Mixie tries to say his name backwards so he can be sent to the fifth dimension and get away, but he is simultaneously hit by a Phantom Zone projector from Superman, and it splits him. Part of Mixie goes back to the fifth dimension and part of him goes to the phantom zone. Uh, so it's a pretty uh, intense uh, thing ah. that happens to uh, Mixie's Pitalik in that story. Uh, so if you want to know more about that story, you can either read uh, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, which is one of the greatest Superman stories ever written, or you could listen to our character spotlight, which is just as good. Uh, so so uh, agree. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Um, Mark also says, number four, I'm very glad they didn't draw out the Nia secrets and lies angst. Me too. Uh, number five, Mark says, Lena is apparently going to become Zatanna before the end of the show. Question mark. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, so Naomi sent us an email to say, I may watch Supergirl from time to time, but I listen to your podcast every week. Uh, she's like, she's like the you with Legends of Tomorrow podcast. <laughs> you don't, you don't have record. to watch, you don't have to watch the show. Just yeah, listen fine. to the podcast. Just, as long as you listen to the podcast, we don't really care if you want to show. <laughs> uh, um, Naomi goes on to say, I'm watching season six and I'm missing some of Carr's emotional connections towards plot lines. Kara's father came and left, but it didn't affect Kara. Kara's emotional trauma about prison was mentioned only one episode, in only one episode. I watched uh, Arrow's final season, which was all about Oliver's character development. And I know for sure if The Flash had a final season, the main storyline would have some emotional effect on Barry. All I'm seeing is Kara being a superhero. We see her as a reporter, but that is all the connection about Supergirl. Yes, she felt guilty about Nixley, but it didn't give Kara any character development, and I'm sure Kara would move on from the guilt by the next episode. Does season six feel like a final season? Uh, Anna, what, what do you think about that? Do you feel like season six is kind of has a finality to it? Uh, not yet. I feel like with you know what Kelly's doing, that's new. What Lena's doing, that's new. So it, it feels like it could go on for seasons. It seems strange to have that in like the last few episodes. And if they try to jam everything in, it's going to feel superficial. Uh, I like when there's like depth to characters and stories. I don't necessarily need action. I just need someone to be crying or something. <laughs> that's, more, that's more fun. I love the scene with know, the Danvers sisters where you know she was in the spaceship and she had her hand to the, the glass. I want something like that again. With the Danvers sisters, I want there to be emotional moments between Alex and Kelly and Car and Lena, um, especially the Danvers sisters. And I don't know how that's all going to fit in. So it doesn't feel like a final season because it should just be all. There should be at least an episode full of crying if there, if it's going to be. A final season. <laughs> <laughs> that that's how that's how Anna would do it. There would be the one cry episode. As, but no, I totally agree with her though. Like the fact that in the final season they're bringing up like new character arcs in like the last half of the final season like Kelly hasn't even become Guardian yet technically and we've got like what set, like nine, nine episodes, episodes to go yeah. it's not a, like how developed is that storyline could it possibly get in that amount of time and like now Lena's a, <laughs> Lena's a witch 
okay <laughs> but like she's she's gonna be a witch for nine episodes she's like you know it's it's a weird thing to like start fundamentally changing some of your characters in the last 10 episodes of like a six season show it seems like a strange choice that seems like something you do when you know you have more time to explore the stories like they're just it feels like they're just like and now Lena's a witch isn't that fun it's like it doesn't it doesn't really feel like I I agree like it doesn't feel like they're you know wrapping up the story because they keep throwing new storylines out there I hate to bring it up. Actually, I'd love to bring it up. But uh, so my favorite TV show of all time, Lost. It, Lost. In, in its final season, it ha- it really did a good job. Everybody should watch it. it. Just just go watch it if you haven't watched it. It's only six seasons. But the final season had big emotional arcs for most of the characters. And I'm thinking specifically about Jack, Jack Shepard. He goes through a huge journey in in that season um, and so I, I wish there was something like that for Kara. So I agree with the with the email and 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 with y'all. It it doesn't feel like they're they're driving towards something with Kara. It just sort of feels like they're kind of they're they're doing the thing. They're telling some stories with the villain, but it doesn't. I I don't know if it's necessarily. I mean I, mean, I guess they're driving towards something with the Allstone and the totems and all that kind of thing. But what are they driving to with Kara's arc? I think is is the question here. So I I, I think there's you, there's a good question in that. Could you imagine if in the last episode they like introduced someone new and had that be your love interest in like thirty minutes? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. They're like you know like halfway through the final f- final episode, like she bumps into someone, she was like, oh hello. <laughs> <laughs> they do like they do like a True Blood where she just ends up like with a stranger and you only ever see the back of the person. Didn't they also do that on Cheers with the, Rebecca's character? Did they really? I That's think so they funny. did. Like in the, I think in like the final episode, she's like, "Oh, I like I like this plumber guy," or or maybe it's the final season. She like hooked up with this. I just remember he was a plumber. I didn't know anything about him. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the only way you pull that off is if in the last thirty minutes she bumps into Kenny, uh, Kenny Lee. That would be the only way <laughs> I would buy that. Uh, but yeah, so I, I would like it to feel more like a, a final season. So I, I think that's a good question. I hope the last episode has like a flash forward to like, you know, Alex and Kelly as like old grandmas with their grandchildren and uh, John with McGon or some sort of like um, montage with music. And like, I, I hope that's that will make it feel like a final episode if they do that for me. Kind of a little like an epilogue. Epilogue, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they could, they could do that. Uh, well, Ellie sent in an email about the totems mentioned in this week's episode, saying, "Quote: Having to collect seven totems to gain almost unlimited power gives off fairy tale vibes." I'm assuming that episode uh, twelve, which won't have too much of Nixley since it's Kelly's guardian episode. Each episode will have one of the totems as the main themes, and then the finale will have the final battle. We know that episodes fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. Uh, these might be spoilers, but they're just episode titles. Are called Hope for Tomorrow. Nightmare in National City, and I believe in a thing called love. And there are <laughs> totems of hope, dreams, and love among the others. So this is why I'm assuming every totem gets an episode, or at least most most of them. But I could be wrong here. I don't know. That seems like a pretty good theory. That's yeah, yeah, that's uh, a wallet one. Uh, Ellie also hope- says, uh, "I'm sorry, go ahead, Anna." Or I said, "I hope the nightmare one has some real like drama." Oh yeah, I mean, if you have nightmare in the title, yeah. you gotta have something spooky and scary that's where we're gonna that's where we're gonna get our drama we're gonna get some spookies we're gonna get people crying i think <laughs> could that be a how uh, i guess <gasps> oh, we could get a halloween yeah we could get a halloween yeah maybe 
Uh, let's see. <laughs> is it uh, Ellie's email? Yeah. So Ellie says, I also have a theory here, and I know that it might sound a bit strange, but what if Esme, the sassy foster kid, turns out to be one of the totems? We know she has powers, and we know the actress will be back, but for now, that's just a weird theory of mine. I'm curious to see how Esme will be included in the story of the remaining episodes, and I feel like making her one of the totems might be an interesting and good plot twist. That would be cool. Mm. I would love to see more of Esme, the sassy foster kid. So that would be fun. I'd be into it. I love her. I love her energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Aaron sent in an email writing, the episode where you discussed um, episode uh, 610, Still I Rise, there was a lot of discussion how when Supergirl, the show, goes into gets into politics topical issues, it is some form of failing and weakens the show, and that, in your opinion, the show is best when it goes into comic book realm. I want to say that I think the show is best for me when it brings what happens in our real life into the world of aliens and superpowers, so that those who experience it can relate and those who who don't can see something from a different perspective perhaps without even realizing it in the movie v for vendetta there's a line that said artists use lies to tell the truth uh, while politicians use them to cover the truth up and i feel like um when i uh, yeah Ugh, I can't speak. Uh, and when I, and I like when I feel that. Uh, yes, the things I watch are a form of escapism, but it's not completely devoid of things recognizable as some of what is happening in our real world. Um, we need to remember when we watch it, um, they are trying to make it entertaining for many different ages and education levels. I would like to think that all adults know about gentrification, systemic racism, the climate crisis, and any other topic this show may discuss, but that's not a given. Uh, even if it is assumed that all adults watching know these things, there are all also children watching too. This show can be a catalyst for discussing these topics with their parents. It could also be something that encourages them to do something that makes some impact on these issues and just being more aware of them growing up rather than learning them as adults. And I think that's, that's a really good, um, I think that's a really good uh, perspective on it, which is like sometimes when we're watching it, we can, I can be a little bit like, Ugh, like we know, we know this, but like, yeah, you can't assume the level of knowledge of everybody who's watching the show. And a lot of um, a lot of younger people do watch the show. It's kind of I mean, it's not I wouldn't say it's aimed at younger people, but I think a lot of like young like children, young girls and stuff like that, they look up to Supergirl. And so it is a, it is a nice as we we could use the buzzword from one of the previous episodes platforms uh <laughs> to uh to discuss issues that are are happening in real life and and give you the cliff's notes version um uh the 101 version of of what this thing is what it is and why it's bad um so yeah i think we're you know when we critique it i think we're kind of looking at it from our perspectives but there i, I think um our, our letter writer had a good perspective that it's you know it's it's not oh you they can't always assume how much the the viewer knows about any specific thing that they want to talk about? Yeah, my am issue. I allowed? Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yes, please. It ha can I politely disagree with email because I hear sure, what she's saying. As long as you I, do it politely, yeah, politely. Yes, because I hear what she's. I hear what they're saying. I respect them as a person. I like their wording and their ideas. I think when it comes to the idea that kids are watching, I think sometimes you underestimate the understanding of children and I you know I've you know watched tv shows as a child um read books as a child and even when they sometimes address you know climate change sometimes they still do it in a way I think Morgan had brought up wishing that we showing not telling so I think that kids even if it was geared towards kids I think kids learn just the same way adults learn is by showing not telling and I still feel like the show is a little bit too they have to say it too many times. They assume that we don't understand when 
you know, I think in many cases, some of the viewers actually go through some of these issues more than the writing people may go through them. But I still like her email email. (laughs) yeah well that was very polite thank you um i yeah i i i agree that you know if if there's something that a writer wants to share a perspective on that's great my problem is i don't think it's done well yeah i think i oh oh what did you think about the email yeah can we get can we get beaker's topical opinions beaker's like i i think climate change is bad uh uh, i want more fish more minnows in the ocean I want to oh, knock oh, things no. over. Speaker, well, why did you do that? You know that oh, was a picture no. and you just knocked it over. Oh, no. What if, what if, Beaker, what if we got down? What if we <laughs> left? God, he's oh, so I annoying. That, I hope that didn't scare him. He, he, like it he did. Kind of he, it did scare him. He, but he purposely knocked over the photo on my desk. <laughs> So that felt like it was on him. I, I, th- <laughs> I think Beaker had some strong words for that email by just knocking over a photo and leaving, which I felt like that was uncalled for. Honestly, yeah, that, that, that was not polite. Um, I uh, yeah, my my thing is, if you want to share your perspective on the world and have things that you feel passionate about it, sure. Tell a story about it. I just don't want you to lecture me with recidivism rates that feel like you got it from a press release or like a like a research paper. I want you to or just a like quick Google search and <laughs> just put it in a like dialogue that real people would say. I just I just need I just need it to feel like it it's a story, not like I'm watching CNN or something. Like, I think the problem is that like the writing is not always great around it. It's like <laughs> it's not it's not that the show is like it's not that the show is using the platform to talk about certain things because we've talked a lot about like, you know, a lot of shows that we like have have used, you know, sci-fi or fantasy to talk about real world things and metaphors and like and and how it can be really effective when you're watching something to go, oh, it's like that thing. And like, oh, that makes sense. And that's showing me a different perspective. But it is it's the show. Like Anna said, it's the show not tell, you know, Supergirl will will like be doing an episode and then Supergirl will like turn to the camera, stare you straight in the eye and be like, climate change is bad and you're like okay yeah yeah <laughs> so I, yeah everything has to be there can be no subtlety i think that's my bigger problem with their the topical issues is that the subtlety and uh you know like consistent writing and like just the consistency within the universe is sometimes thrown out in in favor of making you know the topical point that they want to make and the thing that they want to talk about which is you know it just has to make sense within the the, the world of the show and sometimes it just doesn't <laughs> Yeah, the yeah, underlying think, logic sometimes doesn't make sense. Like they're talking about recidivism rates, but yeah, it's a world where everyone watches the town council meeting on their off time. Like on, it was on like every street. <laughs> That's not realistic. So it's hard to be like, what's realistic in this world and what's, you know, what's the, the underlying logic? It's so yeah. true. Everybody's like, everybody's like, oh my God, the, the, the sickest thing just happened on C-SPAN. yeah my my favorite example is that uh season three uh not kansas with the gun control episode where morgan just pinpointed the problem where it was they kept saying that all you needed was a a shield and the people with the shield actually got like killed so it just it was like when the show can't like the logical consistency within the show can't hold up with what they're trying to like make the point about and you're like I don't think that you just made the point. I think point you just you made think. the opposite point of what you <laughs> yeah. were trying to say. <laughs> so I, yeah, I think, uh, I think I would be more open to it if it was done better and presented in, in a way that uh, actually would, felt like more of a story instead of just like 
uh, talking points from a press release. So that's that's my opinion on it. Uh, but thank you for writing in. Uh, well, uh, to end our emails, Daryl wrote in to share some thoughts about Lena Luther's storyline in this episode, writing, quote, with the quality of the show's writing, there is no way they can give justice to Lena's magical journey with the few episodes they have left. There was really no reason to make Lena skeptical about magic. They don't need to give Lena magical powers any more than they need to give Kelly that shield. Is Kelly being the only therapist in <laughs> National City not enough? Is Lena being the smartest person in any room she walks in not enough? enough unquote uh so daryl makes some good points i think uh they've they've leaned into the science aspect of lena for so long and now they're just dropping it for for magic so uh that's new and different uh so thank you for sharing uh, your thoughts and thank you to everybody who wrote in uh well i guess uh morgan do you want to take us into snap judgments and i should say before we get there if you have snap judgments for anna (laughs) <laughs> Please drop them in the live chat. We've got Put some in we, the chat. We've got some in the dock. But if you think of anything while we're going live, Put them in there and you can play along uh, with Snap Judgments with us. So I guess that will take us into Snap Judgments. So we'll do the intro and we'll come back right back. In the game of Snap Judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. All right. Snap Judgment time. So... Yeah, uh, our first, uh, our first snap judgment is from at Zandani. Uh, and, oh, and at Mark HBPWM. They oh had a God. they had a similar snap, so I just combined <laughs> them as co-creators of the snap. Co-creators of the snap. Okay, what's worse, Alex's side ponytail, Oliver's hat wig, or Katie McGraw's Elizabeth Walsh wig? Okay, so before we answer, let's just recap. Oliver's hat wig. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Alex's ponytail. It's real bad. And Kate McGrath a wig. <laughs> so those are our choices. So, Anna, uh, let's see. What's the question? Uh, which is worse which of those is worse? three? The first one looks like Twilight. The second one looks like Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games. And the last one, I think I have to go with the the hat wig because he he looks like he, he's a mechanic <laughs> And I don't, I don't, I don't know the context, but I, I think I'm scared of him. Yeah, <laughs> Hat is a legendary. I don't know that I would take my car to that mechanic. Is the thing I'm like, oh, if you can't even figure out that hair situation, I'm always going to do my car. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, at least with uh, Alex's pony, ponytail, I think it kind of works, and with Katie McGrath's wig, it's. It's at least passable, I guess. Uh, but hat wig, just because you, because we know that that the wig is attached to the hat. I mean, we just we know it. <laughs> so I think I think that's definitely got to be worse. Ah, uh, this is a tough one because these are all these are my three all time favorites. These are the best. <laughs> these are the best of the worst wigs I've ever seen in my life. Um, the 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 side bone, the side braid wig is very bad. It's very and like you can't even really tell in this shot how bad it is when she was uh, standing and you could see it straight on. It was just like a, a braid that stuck out of the side of her head. So that was <laughs> that was concerning. You could tell that that was a dark timeline. Uh, <laughs> um, Oliver's wig's terrible. Um, and then and then the Katie McGraw wig is um, it's so bad that it kind of almost comes around to being good again. It's like it's like um, if you wanted to wear a hat. 
Like that's how she's wearing it on her head. It doesn't look like it's even <laughs> supposed to approximate natural hair. So she, is it kind of a hat wig? It's kind of a hat wig itself. It's it's, it's like a wig <laughs> you wear as a hat. She looks like um she looks like she's out of a, like an eighties like hair metal band or like heart or something. Like they should all be breaking into song. Um, so I want to get it, but I just that the Oliver's wig is too bad. It's just it's literally just some hair like glued to the side of a hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we love hat wig here on Supergirl Radio. Uh, so that's that's going to be the winner, I think. And uh, Rebecca, which one? Oh, yeah, I, I would. I, did I not say Hatwig? I say Hatwig. Uh, so I'm going to go Hatwig. Hatwig is an all time great. <laughs> um, we love you, Hatwig. Um, so <laughs> we have a couple of snap judgments from Gina. Gina says Lena as a witch or Lena as a scientist. Lena as a witch. It's, it's oh. There's magic. I love it. Ah. You know, I'm going to say Lena's a witch because I'm just curious to see where it goes. Lena's been a scientist for a long time. And I think it's it's time for her to to put on a, a jaunty wig and just and really like dive into those witch powers. Yeah, and so Maybe that's where murdering. the power comes from. Yes, she's done. She's done her share of science murdering. She's conquered. She's conquered all all there is to conquer science wise. She's looked out across her kingdom and she said, "No magic now." <laughs> yeah, uh, Dr. Nicole Green, our science consultant, says, don't make me choose. It's unfair. <laughs> um, okay, uh, second snap judgment from Gina. Mixie singing a version of I Will Survive or Nia singing 9 to 5 in the prom episode? I think the Nixie singing because everyone wasn't enjoying it. I thought that was really funny that they all looked tired. And they like he tried to start singing again and they stopped him. And whereas Nia, I think she was allowed to sing. I can't really remember that far back. Sometimes it all blurs together. But I, I think it was funnier that no one was appreciating it. For me, the 9 to 5, it was a good idea, but it went on for too long. It got it got to where it was a little awkward by the end of it. I was like, I, I think maybe she needs to stop. Um, <laughs> not, that, not that it was bad. It just it, I just think it went on a little too long. Uh, and, and Mixie went on a little too long, definitely. Uh, but I would agree with Anna that it was fun that he he really played it up. He was very theatrical. He danced with the stairs, and he, <laughs> you know he 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 played with the the props and the set. And so I appreciated his theatrics. So uh, so I'm gonna go with Mixie singing. Uh, I will survive. Yeah, I have to go with the uh, I will survive as well. I think that that was a. Uh... That was it was funny and it was a great way to dump exposition in like a, a fun and playful way. Like we were learning something kind of uh, and we and we got a musical number. Yeah. Um, so, uh, OK, a full musical episode of Supergirl before it ends or the return of large kitty cat as villain of the week. I think hmm. if I had to choose, I love both. I love cats. But I think I want the full musical episode because I want to hear Lena sing. Just, mm. to, just like I don't know if I don't know if I've ever heard Katie McGraw sing. I think that would be interesting. Or Alex singing. I think I Kyler would it. probably do it for sure. Uh, I mean, we do have magical beings here on the show now. They could, you know, force characters to sing if they even if they didn't want to. So it is a possibility. Uh, I think I would like the return of the the giant kitty cat. <laughs> or what, how is it referred to here? The large kitty cat, uh, akin to the return of Spike the Dragon. I think we could have a return of some of our favorite uh, 
uh, giant evil pets. Uh, well, Spike turned out to be okay Ooh. in the end. Uh, we got we got redemption for Spike the Dragon. So maybe we can't get redemption for the large kitty cat. And then uh, maybe it becomes uh, Streaky, the super cat. <gasps> maybe, maybe they can take Twist. the large kitty cat and shrink it down. I, I love that. So the musical is very tempting. But I do feel like we had kind of a musical before. Um, well, at least, I guess, Melissa got to sing. Um, but we've never had a cat supervillain. And I feel like cats are, are specifically suited to be supervillains. Uh, <laughs> as you just saw when Beaker decided to just knock over randomly for no reason at all a photo on my desk. And I feel like like bringing that chaotic energy uh, <laughs> as a villain would be really fun. So I'm going to go cat super villain as well. <laughs> okay. We have a, some snap judgments from major uh, at major underscore dork 13. First. Hey, Anna, what's up girl. I hope everything <laughs> is good. Love the energy. All right. <laughs> Le- oh, Oh, I think major uh, dork 13 is, is getting like giving us like a, uh, uh, an Anna snap here. So let's Ooh. see. Let's see how they do. Uh, <laughs> Nina learns that she killed her mother by her undeveloped witch power in the past. Ooh. Ooh. Or Lena hurting Kara and her friends with her witch powers in the future. Ooh, uh, and so it does good. say in, in parentheses, Rebecca can opt out of this one. Yeah, that could get me into trouble <laughs> if, <laughs> if I answer that one. Uh, Anna, what, what's your choice there? They're both so good. So the first one, you get <laughs> to see, approved. like, like Lena would have all that guilt. She'd probably, like, cry for a few days, might put on a murder jacket to cope. Uh, oh, yeah. Would really yeah. mess with her internally. So that's, you know, always a plus. And the second one, uh, I, f- I feel like I want to go with the second one because, you know, Lena cares about her mom. It's her mom. But I feel like she has a more emotional connection to her, you know, Cara right now because she knows her for more than for years at this point so i feel like that would really if she regretted it would really you know tear up also that 100th episode where she like opens her jacket and her heart like kryptonite i love yes. that scene so i would love Ooh. to see that again or like the look in car's eyes when like lena hurts her like chef's kiss <laughs> <laughs> the drama the drama, the drama. um yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm also gonna go with the future too because first off, I think it like gives us future future angst. It gives us future drama, dramatic mm-hmm. potential, and also Lena already feels guilty uh, about the 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 water thing, uh, the drowning thing. Anyway, even though she was a four year old child, and like I don't think adding on a layer of it actually being her fault is gonna do anything. Like character development wise so let's let's do it in the future and then we can like cause some like like drama with lena and the super friends that's i think i mean fun is the wrong word here but (laughs) (laughs) it's better dramatic potential (laughs) yeah i don't want to see lena hurting car and her friends but i definitely cannot pick lena learns that she (laughs) killed her mother by her underdeveloped witch power so I since it did give me the option to opt out of this one, I'm definitely I'm choosing uh, to pass on this one. (laughs) Rebecca is neutral on this one. Okay, (laughs) even though that's totally breaking the uh, the rules of the game, I'm opting out. Uh, Well, the snap judgment person said you could, and so it gave me yes. That's part (laughs) of the snap. Uh, Okay, Nia gets sucked into the dream realm forever, and as Brainy tries to help, he gets stuck there too. Or Mixie accidentally powering up the projector, sending Alex and Kara into the Phantom Zone. 
Ooh, another good one. I can tell that you put a lot of thought into these. Uh, the first one, the first Anna one approves. is, it's, it's funny because I just can feel like already see the argument brain being like, you didn't think this through. And then they have a whole eternity to argue in the dream world. But I feel like that's not as angsty because it's a dream world. I assume she can like dream up some like mansion and they can just like live there. Um, I don't know if that's how it works. Uh, but with Let's the other one, we I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, I like the other one better because, you know, you get the Danvers sisters, you get those scenes. I hope there's a scene where like a phantom tries to take Alex and we get car like, Alex, don't let go and like tears. And then plus Lena comes back from like Ireland, Canada, and she's like, where's Kara? <laughs> What did you do with her? I was gone for two days. <laughs> Lena shows up in a chunky cable knit sweater and <laughs> a shamrock necklace. And she's like, what happened? <laughs> I, I, I like uh, Alex and Kara going into the phantom zone. I could be into that. I think, uh, I think Anna's right. I think you could have a scenario where Alex steps in front of Kara to protect her from going into the phantom zone again. And she gets sucked in and Kara maybe grabs onto her leg as she goes. I think that would be cool. I'd be interested to see them experience that together. So I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. And, and listen, I don't think that they tap the full potential of the Phantom Zone. We, what other structures are in there? What other storage <laughs> facilities? We, we can finally find out. But I think it would be like it would be good for like Danvers sisters, like character development. We get a lot of them talking together and they always have the best scenes. So, yeah, I mean, as as fun as it would be to explore the dream realm a little bit more and see if she can make a, a mansion. Um, last season in the VR, they made a murder house and nobody <laughs> seemed to even mind it. So I, I feel like she can make a man a dream mansion. That has to be possible. <laughs> I have I have a question about the Phantom Zone. Does Zorel need to come back and get Kara out? That's the thing is I think he must. I think that's he's the only one who knows how to get in. Uh, and get out. He's the only one who's done it before. Maybe he has to wear the outfit again. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that has to happen. Listen, if we can get Jason Bear back on the show, looking so good, looking so good, and we can just get him back for me, that would be that would be really nice. <laughs> and he definitely has to wear the super suit. He has to. He just he has, has to. to. Yeah. Uh, I like that suggestion, Rebecca. I think that you 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 add it to it. Uh, I'm just I'm just looking out for you. I'm just trying to I'm trying to get that to happen for you. Amazing. Okay. Um, our next snap judgment is from at DJ Writer. Nixley wrecked havoc with a giant magic kitten. Had she chosen from Morgan's cat, Beaker, or Bunsen, which would have created the most chaos and destruction? P.S. I love Beaker and Bunsen. Ooh, this is so, a good question because it, I don't know much about your cat. I Morgan, I care about you. I just can't remember the difference between them. I feel it's, like Beaker was the of. one that came on your screen. Yeah, yeah, you be, be, yeah, that's okay. Beaker. That's that was Beaker, make yeah. Me go for Bunsen because here's here's why. Bunsen sounds oh, more dark like horse. Bunsen burner. <laughs> Bunsen burner and that's like fire. So I feel like it would have fire powers. And then also, why does Beaker keep coming up and not Bunsen? Do you think Bunsen's behind it? The master manipulator? <gasps> oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> he's, he's just sending Be Beaker's like the minion who's going out and, and, and doing his That's dirty feeds. That's how all the villains work. He's like the that last of cats. Always, you know, behind oh the scenes. I like it. I like it. I mean, I, I was gonna. I was gonna say Beaker because Beaker is usually the, the we we re, we refer to him as the ham of the podcast. He he seems to always be the one making. Bunsen makes the occasional appearance, but 
but Beaker really likes the limelight. <laughs> That's because Bunsen's plotting. <laughs> he, doesn't have, he doesn't have time for fame. <laughs> well, they, you, from what I understand, they do do some of those things together. So it could be uh, that Bunsen is sending him off on missions. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I kind of like uh, Anna's rationale here. I mean, Beaker seems to be the one who is always uh, kind of making it happen. But uh, but, uh, she makes a compelling point. I think I'm going to go Bunsen here. Oh, you know what's interesting? So Bunsen was sick during our honeymoon, so we had to board them separately. And our our usual cat boarder just got Beaker. And she was like, you know, Beaker is so much more cuddly and, like, playful without Bunsen. It's like he was taking his cues from Bunsen. I was like, "Uh -uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-oh. So Bunsen is apparently calling the shots. But uh, (laughs) Beaker is Otis to Bunsen's Lex. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Bunsen's off in a corner you think that he's just napping because he's always napping but it turns out what what he's really doing is thinking he's thinking about his next plan and i do i do feel like every time that they pull out treats and then um open up a whole bag and eat all the treats i feel like it's bunsen who uh, like really masterminds those uh those plans so i like where you're both headed however i will say <laughs> it's definitely beaker and that's because <laughs> beaker, beaker is just an agent of chaos beaker beaker knows no laws he he uh he respects no authority he fears no one and nothing uh, <laughs> beaker is just going around just messing things up because he can so i think if there was a situation where one of my cats had to be a villain i think it's definitely gonna be beaker uh he's he's like he just fall into that villain life by accident he'd be like i just thought it was fun <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that's such a great snap judgment. Thank you for that one. Okay. Our last snap judgments, uh, unless there's some in the chat, uh, our last ones on this doc is from Anna, uh, <laughs> which is amazing. Are you ready to answer your own snap judgment? <laughs> oh, do I have to answer my own snap? I can, but yeah, yeah, you definitely yeah, have I mean, to. You're in here, so you have to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather have happened to you? You try to take down corruption, but then get betrayed by each uh, by each other during the trial and are banished forever. Or you both spend your days happily chanting in the woods. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I'm just imagining me and Rebecca wandering around the woods in flannel. <laughs> like sniffing the branches, being like, just, oh. just sniffing Lovely. a branch. Like pulling a leaf off of a thing. Okay. All right. We're, we're in the woods. We're happily chanting. We're, we're super chill until we accidentally murder each other's husband. And then we drown in a lake as your only child watches. So that one seems dark. That one's pretty brutal. <laughs> that one's dark. We were happy in the beginning of it, though. <laughs> uh, Anna, what, what's, what's your choice? Uh, when I wrote, I think I was envisioning you two, but I guess if there was like a third person there and like I was trying to take down corruption, I thought I had you two on my side, like I trusted you, you gave me like the Google Docs for the notes for the court case and you're like, oh, never mind, oh, yeah. you. I feel oh. like that would really, you know, make me sad. And then, but with the other one, I wouldn't want my only child to watch me drown just because, you know, I know I had snaps about child death before, but I really don't want children to suffer. So, hmm, yeah. which one's more? I think I'll go for the trial one because I would be really sad if you two betrayed me. I think I would. I wouldn't be able to listen to another podcast again. I I <laughs> yes. would I would be I would be sad about that as well. Hmm. Uh, I I like the idea of taking down corruption though. 
Yeah. There is some yeah. betrayal there. There's some and, betrayal. And there's a banishment. There is a banishment. But I also don't want to accidentally murder someone. That's so, not great. And I don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't I have don't anything know. against Mike, but <laughs> I was about to say Mike Mike doesn't end up uh in a good place in, in this, this snap judgment. Yeah, so definitely don't wanna murder Mike. That would be bad. So I guess I'm going to have to go uh, taking down corruption and getting betrayed by each other during the trial and banished forever. Yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going to have to do corruption as well. I'm going to protect Mike. Uh, and <laughs> and also, I feel like if we betray each other. That kind of gives us a like a, a fun am- amount of feud that we can have with each other. Like there's maybe some drink throwing and wherever we're being banished to. And like it could be like a real housewives kind of situation. Yeah, uh, we could we could pull Alina where we're like, you know, I'm still mad at you. Uh, <laughs> which which one of us makes hope the ai that's the real question <laughs> if i had to choose between you two though i think i would go for the dancing woods because i think that montage would just be funny of you two <laughs> it, it, woods. it would be funny it would be like ooh, a branch <laughs> <laughs> what if we went into this tree stump Mm. Oh, there's a raven in here. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a lot we could do in that woods. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, our, and Sarah our next could be the third question. witch. Yes, yeah, Sarah oh, could oh, be Sarah, the third Sarah, witch. Sarah, uh, uh, is is Sarah still there? Does Sarah want to participate in Snap Judgments? <laughs> can we, I can think we Sarah get, might still be, to, uh, still be with us. Let's, let's see if we can get Sarah. It sounds, in like, we're, it sounds like we're communing with her. Is Sarah yeah. still with us. We're, Sarah. We're, we're, we're putting Sarah into the snap judgment, so maybe we should bring Sarah in to defend herself. Uh, okay, so, uh, uh, Morgan, do you want to repeat the snap judgment for Sarah so she can uh, determine what she wants to choose? Sure. Okay, okay. okay Sarah. Um, what would you rather have happened to you? You try to take down corruption, but then you get betrayed by each other during the trial and are banished forever. Or you both spend your days happily chanting in the woods until you accidentally murder each other's partners, and then you drown in a lake as your only child watches. It's a dark one, so you got to really think about it. Well, who's the each other? I think it's oh, all of us here in this chat. Yeah, I, I guess everybody <laughs> in in here. And what's the what was the first option again? So we're going to try to take down corruption, but then we're going to all betray each other. Uh, but then and then we end up banished forever. I have to say I'll take the banishment option because I don't like, I just, I personally have a fear of drowning. So that's kind yeah, of, that's, that's 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 kind, that, that the kind one of does downside. it for me. <laughs> the, one, the, one, yeah. the one downside, you do end, you start in the woods, but then you end up drowning. So that's <laughs> I mean, kind of a that, Like where we start is like my, is like my final form. Like that's, that's my ideal lifestyle is just in the woods sniffing branches. But <laughs> I, I can't do the drowning piece. I think that one, that that's where it turns a corner for me. Also, where are we banished? I don't know. It could be somewhere it, better. It, it doesn't we could, be, we oh, could be banished to the woods. We could be banished oh, we're to back. the woods. <laughs> <laughs> we're back with that branch. <laughs> I'm just saying, we, we could be banished to a rather pleasant place. And, and we did try to take down corruption. That's true. It was a so, noble, noble cause. We we tried we tried really hard. So just, I think just a little bit of betrayal. Vacation. Just a bit of betrayal. I mean, that's just going to oh, give yeah. us something fun to do in the woods while we're while, while we're, we're banished. There. Just some drama. We have, to, we have to we have to work through it. We need who's isn't there a therapist left on the show? Kelly, <laughs> we can get Kelly <laughs> to help us. <laughs> We've got a therapist to help us through. It'll be it'll be a growing experience for us. 
I like it. <laughs> okay, so our next one. What was most likely the real reason Lena's mother drowned? Maybe Re- Rebecca doesn't do this one. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, okay, she couldn't handle the guilt of thinking she caused the suffering and death of her former best friend, so she walked into the water to stop the pain. Or, during a beach picnic with Lena, had a flashback so strong that fire erupted from her hands and she went into the water to put out the fire and keep Lena safe, but then got a muscle cramp because she just ate food and couldn't swim and to save herself. <laughs> That's very elaborate, Anna. <laughs> okay, so... They let, always tell you don't go into the water after within 30 minutes reading. They, they do That's say That's true. That. You gotta digest. Okay, so should we break the first option down? Sure, sure. Maybe, we, maybe so, we need to take it in, in parts. Let's take it in parts. Okay. We're, <laughs> what's what's the real reason she drowned? So the first part is that she couldn't ha- she couldn't handle the guilt of thinking she caused the suffering and death of her former best friend. So she walked into the water. The second part, she's in a beach. She's on the beach with Lena, uh, but then fire erupts from her hand so she goes to the water to put it out but oh no that cheese sandwich she just ate and then she <laughs> has a cramp and she she drowns. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know if I should choose this one. Um, <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> um, but you I mean, I couldn't, I, couldn't get, I couldn't get in 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 any more trouble with the internet, uh, even if I wanted to. I think I've hit my peak uh, trouble with Twitter. Uh, I guess uh, I would go. Uh, I like the idea that she uh, tried to put her hands out in the water. I I like that. So I'm I'm gonna go with that. The second option. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to do the second option too. I like think the like, second oh, no, option. I have to protect her. <laughs> that one sounds plausible to me. And also, there was, there was a beach picnic. That that's true. Nice. Yeah, they were having maybe like a little a little cheese spread. Maybe there's some Sammys involved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does it does take a a a, a gloomy turn there. Uh, it does. This ends with uh, Lena's mother's death. Uh, so that's upsetting. But before there's a picnic. But so. before there's a picnic. There's cake. On and the beach. Donuts. There's cake and donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Another so reason not to eat donuts. They should put that in the PSA. See, there you go. <laughs> you know, I was going to say they're super unhealthy for you, but I think if you connected it to Helena's uh, <laughs> mother's death, I think that would be a, definitely a reason not to do it. Oh, speaking uh, of that, I also love that PSA because I love vegetables. I agreed with you then that's on what you said. Yes, I also agree with Morgan internally, but agree with you. Vegetables (laughs) Vegetables are great. Donuts are very tasty. Vegetables are way healthier for you. Definitely eat them. Well, Sarah, thank you for hopping back in for some snap judgments. Did did you did you say which one that you wanted? Uh, Did you want the uh, the beach putting the fire out? Is that where we came down on on? on Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I believe that what felt feels like the more plausible one to me. Okay. Well, thank you for chiming in. Thank you for letting us pull you back in uh, to do some You're snap welcome. judgments. <laughs> uh, we, we needed your input on that uh, so that we could get that right. All right. We're going to uh, wrap up snap judgments, and then we'll uh, come back and wrap up the live stream. No judgments on your snap judgments. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of uh, Supergirl Radio, uh, discussing the Supergirl Season 6 episode titled Mixie in the Middle. Uh, Anna, thank you so much for coming on uh, Supergirl Radio this week. Uh, People in the chat, we're having a great time with you. Uh, People loving Anna. If you're in the live chat right now, give Anna some love in the the chat. Uh, Tell her how much you enjoyed 
her uh, being here. Uh, but uh, we're we're such big fans of you, Anna. We love it was your like snap- having a celebrity on, really. <laughs> and we got to do Anna snap judgments with Anna. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> I was. I loved being on it. Like, I see you two as celebrities. I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I was like Rebecca. I wish I was, like, super funny like Morgan. I mean, Rebecca was super funny, too. But like, No, Morgan. no, I wish I was super funny like Morgan, too. No, I agree. Rebecca's the organized one. This podcast really literally wouldn't happen without her because I half the time I'm like, what happened in the episode? Rebecca, help. <laughs> I remember the first podcast I've heard of yours was the one where Carr took off her glasses in the plane but then put them back on. And I remember listening to like your reaction to it. I was like, I have to listen to all the episodes. Of this <laughs> I remember that one. Oh, that was such a funny moment. You were like, I pulled off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but we have lots of love for you in the, uh, in the chat here. So uh, thank you for being on. Everybody loves Anna and loves your energy and for coming back and, uh, always sending in the snap judgments. So please keep continue sending in snap judgments uh, because they're so much fun. Uh, I, I will. I really love the podcast and I'm, I'm glad people like dark snap judgments. <laughs> <laughs> the, the more twisted, the better we've discovered. Whenever there's an Anna snap judgment, we always know we're going on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> always turns into something really fun. Although one time you did, uh, pit podcaster versus podcaster. And that, oh, yeah, that, that one was that dramatic. Added, <laughs> that added a little drama about whether or not we were going to remove each other's memories. That, oh, that really yeah. tested a friendship. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I feel like you guys went on a whole emotional journey there. I was we like, did. Oh, we really, really did. Have been. <laughs> we had a whole arc. <laughs> so, uh, so thank you for your creative snap judgments and uh, for being on and sharing your thoughts about this week's episode, Mixing in the Middle. Uh, so maybe, maybe we'll have you back on sometime to do some That'd more snap judgments. Yeah, All right, definitely. Well, maybe good. After well, the finale, seeing what happens, I bet there's like more. There's probably more dramatics in like a finale. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sure I... we're gonna have much to talk about after the finale. <laughs> <laughs> We will definitely catch up with you after that uh, to hear your take on that. All right. Well, I think we need to hit some uh, DC TV podcasts and some Supergirl radio plugs, and we'll be right back. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired dc tv podcast also has a t public store so if you're in need of new dc tv related t-shirts tank tops sweatshirts onesies mugs notebooks pillows or stickers go to supergirlradio.com and click on the t public store link at the top of the page supergirl radio superman and lois radio the flash podcast and legends of tomorrow podcast black lightning podcast bad woman podcast too Titans and Doom Patrol podcast just for you. Justice League Dark podcast, Green Lantern podcast, Star Girl podcast, Strange Adventures podcast, and finally my 
After Dark, where you're allowed to say f- You should watch DC TV After Dark with uh, Sarah and Morgan and uh, learn about all the things that you can say on that. that (laughs) We have no limits. (laughs) (laughs) The only rules are that there are no rules. Uh, well, Morgan, would you like to tell people about the the Tea Public Store? I would love to. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the TCTV podcast, uh, Tea Public Store, which we just were, uh, we've got a <laughs> so natural. The way I'm <laughs> we've got a mixy design that you can get on a pillow, a t shirt, a sticker, a mask, or a tank top. So I mean, get your get your mixy merch. I mean, I, I personally would fall asleep uh, on a mixed-dress pillow. Pillow, I think. That's I like great. the pillow. Yeah, yeah. Pillow is definitely. I clutch. like the blue. And the- yeah, oh. it's really, it's really good. I like that. So I, I definitely need more, more mixy merch in uh, my personal wardrobe myself. Uh, well, we would like to thank our uh, Legion of Super sponsors uh, that's helped support the podcast through the Supergirl Radio Patreon. Those people are Michael, Sam, Anne-Marie, Grout, Yvonne, Quinn, Jessica, Nicola, Leslie, Susan, Abby, Erngard, Miriam, Shree, Donna, Nicole, Lizeth, Deb, Zibihung, Shao, and Anna. So thank you all for uh, supporting the podcast. If you would like to do that, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Radio. We have four uh, monthly levels, and uh, it give, just gives you a little, a little extra Supergirl Radio in your week. So uh, if you want some more of us, uh, go to patreon.com slash Radio and sign up to be a Legion of Super Sponsor. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Legion, I, well, I guess le- you could join the Legion of Super Sponsors. I said that one of strangely. Us. One <laughs> of us. <laughs> join us. Um, speaking of joining us, for maybe you would like to join us for a contest. And we're still running our Flat Supergirl photography contest. And so to enter, you can just download and print the Flat Supergirl image, which you can find in the video description of this live stream. In the show notes of the audio podcast or on the right-hand side of SupergirlRadio.com. Then you're just going to want to – you're going to want to cut her out. You're going to want to cut Flat Supergirl out and attach her – like with a popsicle stick or a pen or a pencil. And then this is where your imagination can really like take flight. And you can really do whatever you want with a uh, flat Supergirl. You can, you can take her places. You can, you can, maybe you just want to hang out on the couch and watch Netflix with flat Supergirl. We're not going to stop you from doing that. You can do that. Uh, but you want to make sure that you take a picture because you're going to want to post this picture as many as you'd like. So you guys can go on like a, a, a whole adventure going like a cross country, maybe with just flat Supergirl in the passenger seat. Um, but you post those pictures to Twitter, Instagram, and and Facebook and tag at Supergirl Radio and use the hashtag Supergirl Adventures. And you've got until the, the series finale in November. Yeah, so uh, we've got a couple more months. Uh, some fun things are probably going to be coming up in the fall. There's football games happening. Uh, Halloween is coming up. Maybe Flat Supergirl wants to go apple picking or pumpkin picking. Yeah. Could, I bet she could get all the ones at the top of the tree because she can fly. Take her to well, I have some pictures colors. that I haven't sent in. Oh, nice. Well, please do so that we can set, see your pictures because uh, we definitely need to see more of what uh, Flat Supergirl is up to <laughs> <laughs> this fall. 
All right. Uh, let's see. Where are we in the dock? Uh, I guess I could <laughs> tell you about uh, following me if you want to. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the Derby Kid. I post the occasional picture over there. I'm also on YouTube at Duck Milk Prod, youtube.com slash Duck Milk Prod. I do a live stream at 4 p.m. Eastern on most Sundays. Uh, reading reviews from the top critics of Rotten Tomatoes about Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Uh, I've, I've gone through several of them now. And it's uh, it's getting harder to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, what you don't want to read negative reviews about a thing you like. This is this is I don't know. This doesn't make sense to me. It's uh, <laughs> it's getting harder because I I I I, f- I feel like my IQ points. Not that I had a lot to begin with, but I feel like I'm losing some of them. Uh, and that's uh, becoming a little bit frustrating. So I need to keep myself in check. My goal is to do it very civil, you know, uh, to, to do to do it with a lot of friendly atmosphere. You know, we're all we're all just you know talking about film, and uh, so I don't want to be mean to anyone, uh, which which is getting increasingly harder to do. Uh, so so I have to keep myself. So in if check I tune I in towards this. if I tune in towards the end, am I gonna see like Rebecca like unchained? <laughs> I'm just like my hands are gonna be flailing. My, my voice is going to be raised. It's going to be a whole thing. I Isn't might walk out of my own live stream. You I'm sorry. But... You can have a villain arc. It's okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. This Maybe is my villain Rebecca. origin story. Origin story. <laughs> it's like, I would she, she did it to herself. <laughs> I feel like villain Rebecca would wear like a lot of like really uh, big dramatic coats. And I like oh, high collars. Yeah. High collars all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll see what happens uh, when I get to the end. We'll we'll, we'll check back in on, on uh, uh, live stream Rebecca and see how she's doing. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at MojoTastic. Uh, m- most of my Instagram is just going to be wedding photos, so enjoy that, I guess. Um, nice. And y- <laughs> yeah, there, there's some good ones. I got all my. I actually got all my wedding photos like last week, and Mike was like, "We can't look through them again. We've looked through them too many." And I was like, "But I want to." <laughs> so, <laughs> so get ready. I'm just going to keep posting them. I'm like, it's still happening for me. Uh, <laughs> you can also find me on the co-host on uh, as a co-host on DC TV After Dark. Um, at DCTV After Dark, anything can happen, uh, including eventually doing an episode, which we, <laughs> which we promise we're going to do pretty soon, I'm, I think. Um, but yeah, so uh, at DCTV After Dark, it's a, it's a little bit more open of a podcast in that we, we curse and sometimes we just talk about random stuff. So it's sometimes it's about DC stuff. Sometimes it veers wildly off topic. Uh, you just never know what you're going to get. Uh, and you can also find me as a co-host on Legends of Tomorrow podcast. The season just ended. Um, it's kind of like a the 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 queen is dead, long live the queen kind of situation where <laughs> <laughs> where the new season starts in just uh, just a month, I think. So we have a fun hiatus that's not a hiatus at all. We got <laughs> we will we uh, will be re- uh, releasing our episode about the last two episodes because we I was off on my wedding honeymoon and there were vacations involved. So we're just kind of wrapping up the season. Then we're going to do our usual uh, OWL rating system from stolen from Harry Potter on the season. And then we're going to take like a one week break and then right back at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad at the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Not much of a hiatus, but uh, mm-hmm. enjoy it while it's there. Uh, Cause uh, alternatively you could have no show. Yeah, I know. I know. 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. And, and you know, Legends is a little, it's getting a little old now. It's, so it's uh, aging. Every yeah. season seems like it could be the last one. And then <laughs> they're like, no, we're starting the new season in two days. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Well, uh, I look forward to listening to the podcast, even though I don't watch the show. So I have no idea when the episodes are airing, but I do see it when the <laughs> podcasts show up in my podcast app. So I appreciate your hard work on the podcast. Anna, is there anywhere the people can find you? Anything you want to uh, plug? In the shadows. Um, that, <laughs> that, that thing you see when you like wake up in the middle of the night, there's like a shadow. Yeah. Um, no, not any social media. But uh, maybe I'll make one and just have that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely let us know if there's anything that we can point people to. But uh, I kind of like that you're like a mysterious character. In the I know. I, th- I almost think I almost think you you need to keep that reputation I, I like that a lot. And it just emerges from the shadows, <laughs> says, some, says something really funny, and then like just goes back into the shadows. <laughs> I actually like that mystique. You should keep that. Try try to rein that in as much as you can. Like, uh, put the blue shadow on. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely have to. It doesn't work without it. You definitely have to get that. Well, I think that is going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And nobody puts Mixie in a crystal on our watch. I think the CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther, boardroom or ballroom. Because <laughs> she looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean? No. (laughs) Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yeah!